femboys in general sort of touch on this like sexual taboo for for normies where it's like they don't want to admit they're attracted to them you know what i mean you hear the whole like oh traps aren't gay which by the way traps are gay if you like them you're not straight okay <laughs> this happens like once an episode that's our bumper right there that is the like market timestamp. <laughs> that's our oh, TV see, right there. See, I thought that was going to be the whole like, yeah, I'd fuck dudes or whatever. Hey, <laughs> I, I would yeah, fuck I'd dudes be. and traps are gay. Video and audio. Now, now we are live. So we are live. Let's go. Well, so you know, which is fine because we never actually do like a real intro in any way. Like, there's no, there's never a plan. Um, well, I do have two I, questions for the start. But if you, you had questions. Okay, I do so have. I do have two questions. Thing. I was, I was so ready to have. Like, I'm like this one, the one I've been waiting for. It's like it was like this one and Azaraz. It's like Indian Azaraz are the only ones. I was like, I should really try and make sure it's good. Um, and then I just didn't think of any questions at all, aside from the normal ones. Great. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> we don't even have like, you know, it's so, so awkward to do an introduction as well, because it's like, number one, I figured this out really early on. It's like anyone who we have on the primary audience already knows who they are. So you never yeah. have to be like, no, tell me about your life. Like, like, why do, why would people know you? And it's like, well, everybody know, you know, there's the same right, yeah. 47 people listening. Yeah. There's a. Yeah, I, I think the um, from the ones that I've listened to, I think the, the just the cold open works pretty well because like you you typically give like a brief rundown of like hey we talked and like you know yeah, what I mean that's like recorded a, after or like we'll do a reference of oh yeah before we started we'd yeah type of yeah yeah we we usually like try and rip it out I mean and then sometimes it's like really crazy from the start and I feel like we cut some of that in. Or like V's yeah, episode, yeah. for example, we literally didn't mean to record an episode. We were recording an intro. Um, and then Wait, no, we were going to record with another guest and then yeah, they then didn't, they didn't show. So, and so we were like, well, I guess we have like, we, we'll just leave it recording. I mean, you know, my favorite icebreaker one, I guess. And then V, I'm sure you're much better thought out questions, but what is the origin behind Indigo? Like, where did your moniker come from? Where'd the name come from? Uh, okay. So <clears throat> when I was making this account, I wanted to do for a while in like 2021, there was this like OX anime Mev Anon playbook where if you started an account and just had OX whatever and an anime profile picture and wrote something crypto related, you could easily nab like two, three hundred followers and people would just think you're an alt of somebody. And right. so I, I kind of just when I made this account, I was like, all right, the playbook seems to be follow all of the people from uh, there was like two different groups, follow all of the people that the femboy capital account follows. Mm. <laughs> and they'll just sort of assume you're one of them, it seems like. And it worked. I just I, I wanted an account where I could just speak a little bit more freely where I could just sort of, uh, you know, 
talk about things that are a little bit spicier and sort of share opinions originally was going to be in a harsher manner but i sort of decided that that's not really fun for anybody it's like fun for the first few tweets where people are like wow he's really spitting you know but you can't really <laughs> he's really he's not holding anything back you're you like don't a, want to make like, like edgelord your entire and you're just like right yeah and there's there's a few remnants of that sort of attitude in my early tweets but after a while it, it sort of becomes not that fun not as fun as you would think anyway and so i ditched that pretty quick but basically what i went i literally went to google and i was like white-haired anime male <laughs> just, <laughs> I, and, I, and i just searched pages and pages and pages until i found this one and i uh it was the hair color was supposed to be indigo i was thinking of names like what kind of name is good like i can't do i can't do red that's taken i was gonna do that because of uh red from pokemon or blue but obviously mm. ox red and ox blue are taken long just since right off the bat yeah, yeah. yeah. the common and ones so, are I was thinking of just different colors, like maroon was originally going to be one. Um, I'm glad I didn't go with that. And I was like, well, what what can I do that has like a, a nickname that has that ends with a Y, right? It's like sort of like a common nickname that you you have uh, in the States. And so I was like, well, indigo seems good. So I'll color the hair indigo and I'll just name myself OX indigo. Um, Night shift was on on my phone when I was coloring the hair. And so I accidentally made it purple and that's why my hair is purple and my name is Indigo. And so, yeah, I mean, that's where it came from. I was I just... always assumed there was like some deeper meaning behind the hair <laughs> and name disconnect. And I'm glad to hear it's not like, it's just like something totally random. I, you know, I feel like that the zero X femboy anime character meta, I feel like we're finally seeing it lose steam, but I, I mean, oh, yeah. genuinely like there yeah. was, it felt like every other day there was somebody who was just like <clears throat> read the playbook and was like, I know exactly what to do. Like yep. I am, I am going to, I'm going to just sign up. I'm going to find some reasonably like attractive, slightly effeminate anime profile picture. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I mean, that's, I mean, that's literally what I did. You know, I think that's literally what a lot <laughs> of people did. I, I mean, same thing. I just Google search like white haired kitsune fox boy and just you know went down until i found one that i was like this this works well enough um although now you know people that that answer does give a lot more questions because then it's like people are going to be like what wait sorry then whose alt are you and we're never going to ask you to do that but if you did that would be a real bombshell for this <laughs> really well and that's like you know there's a point now especially like people who are doing it and it's like if you enter and you're, you 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 do the same playbook now it's like everyone already kind of knows everyone because everyone, if everyone's yeah. an alt, then it's like, oh, yeah. we're back the, to be honest, when I when I made this account, uh, I because I knew sort of like what the playbook looks like, right? Like some random OX account with like maybe one tweet and like you can see the same couple mutual followers and it's like, OK, they you know, they got them. Uh, I don't I never followed any of them back. I always if anything, if they look interesting enough, what I do is I have a private list. Uh, literally just titled observing <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you look interesting enough i'll just add you to that list if i don't feel like following you right away because i i'm, it's like I'm not here to just Jay. follow yeah right like right. i don't want to just follow everybody that seems like they kind of might be on the same wavelength mm -hmm. you know because that's kind of easy to fake and so yeah i just add them to that observing list and I would say out of the probably 25 people that I have on that list, uh, only like five of them are active still. So it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, I feel like I've done the opposite. Like any time I fall for it every single time, like that's <laughs> all it takes. Like I'm just like perfect, followed, not an issue. And then they never tweet again or yeah. turn into like some weird Automatic. thing. 
And yep. I'm like, damn, no, this person, they're just like me for real, for real, right? Like, I'm like, they love anime. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, not to like forestall these questions, but I think it is funny, you know, when you talk about like figuring out the tone for your account, you know, I remember your account blowing up like early on. I think you got like a, a retweet and you had to like pin that that message that was like, you know, to mm-hmm. everyone who just followed me off of this, I do want to make it like explicitly clear. Like it's not going to be this like smart shit all the time. It's mostly going to be like femboy posting. Like it's, you know, just like trying to set <laughs> yeah. those expectations. And, yep. and it's so funny because I wonder how many like normies, not to use the term derogatorily, or like, you know, totally retail people like saw like, oh man, that's a really smart tweet. This guy's like a big thinker in the space. I got to follow this guy. And then yeah. the first thing they click on, they're like, oh damn, I guess, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> that's, that's exactly the thing that I was trying to induce for those that it would be induced in. Um, I didn't want, and I still don't want, but it's sort of inevitable at this point, uh, which is why I still have on my banner um, when Tuba said, you are one of the get, the best uh, gay posters on this site. I screenshot that and I put it on my banner right above the follow button. So it's like, you can't really say- You know what you're getting into. At yeah. least to some degree, at least to some degree. Yeah, the, 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 um, the tweet that I had pinned, I had it pinned for a long time until I came up with my current tweet that's pinned. Um, that was definitely like a like sort of a not not really defense mechanism, but like vibe management yeah, technique, yeah, yeah. you know, because I definitely want to manage expectations. At least I did. I wanted to then um, because I don't want I don't want people. I don't care what the fuck you think, dude. So I don't want you on my replies like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What do you sure. think it is, man? Like I tweeted it, you know, like yeah. figure it's like it a, out. A, a filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting out the layer of like, yeah. I mean, what I'm sure you get it. I mean, I'm sure there is still someone who follows you who's just like, man, I don't know what this shit is in my feed. Like, why do I keep seeing it? I thought I was following for like, I mean, to be honest, it's like I'm sure there is some not calling out any specific weirdos, but I'm sure there are weirdos who are just like, I thought I was following Vitalik's alt, and all I'm seeing is like (laughs) his horny post. Yeah, yeah, I. To be honest, it it confounds me that I have more than more than five hundred followers, probably. So I have to imagine there's probably thousands of people that are thinking that, like, and and it's all inverse bra's fault, basically. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's uh, he en- he engineered the uh, Vitalik meme. Um, he retweeted the shit out of me. He blew my account up early. Um, initially, I went. I I remember there was a long time where I was at like seventy five followers, and I was just. I was kind of just talking into the void, maybe a couple likes here and there. Um, but then like the speculation over whose alt I was started happening. For um, sure. And then, you know, people, I, I think early, early on, it was Tuba that said something about it. And naturally people have a fairly parasocial relationship, I think with Tuba um, because Tuba plays the like sort of smart asshole role pretty well, mm-hmm. you know? And so that mention brought me from like 75 to like 250 followers, like immediately. And then I think somewhere along the line, um, uh, inverse bra, like found my account. We, you know, he's addicted to femboys, right? So yeah. I mean, when that, like when the dark eye of the inverse brother, like Sauron style settled over like the femboy community and like, just like there, I feel like there was just like months there where like, 
I got like two retweets and I was like, I'm not saying anything even remote. Like it was just like, it felt like the attention from above had just like settled on our <laughs> little weird niche community. Right. And you were just getting exposed. Like I made like a joke, like just like an innocuous joke about like being an idiot and like my father-in-law saying that crypto is fake. And I got all these like serious replies from people being like, your father-in-law doesn't understand the future of finance. And like, you are actually, yeah. and I was like, yo, like this is not, this is not the intended audience for this. And yes, yeah, so yep. I feel like we got our, definitely like our little meta community got blown up <clears throat> just due to the, the inverse bra, like sudden fascination with like thigh highs. Yeah. And there's a, there's another aspect too. It's not just the retail normie. It's also, um, somehow I have fooled basically all of Paradigm's research arm into following me. Um, and that's, that's a strange one. And, and a lot of the Flashbots team too, which I appreciate. I love those guys. I think they do great work. I think Paradigm is a, a, a fantastic example uh, for what a VC should look like in the space. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for their research arm. Um, but man, is it weird having all of those people following me, knowing that most of my content is not like talking about like Ethereum and roll-ups right. and technical shit. It's it, it's mostly just shit posts. And so there's there are some times where I kind of think a little bit too much about the audience, but for the most part, I try to just let it rip. Yeah, no, that's that's honestly the way to do it. And and I, I feel like I was talking with um, it might have been Miyuki the other day, but talking about like crypto conferences. Uh, like when you t when you see like CT talking about going to crypto conferences mm -hmm. nowadays, it's like no one wants to actually go to the conference because it's people shilling all sorts of right. It's it's more for the party. they just want to go and hang. Yeah, they want to go and yeah. hang with friends. So and that's kind of like with the audience thing. Um, yeah, like yeah, people following for like thinking they're gonna have the crypto smart takes, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not they're just getting bombarded like with the Stolfo. Well, yeah, you would have been, I feel like I would have been more successful if I had never listened to anybody on Twitter. Like Twitter is strictly just for like vibes and shit posting right. and just, yeah, the same thing with conferences. Like, <clears throat> it's so funny every time someone's like, are you going to be there? I'm like, I don't know. Like maybe if I want to like see somebody, I can't think about any like real value I'm going to derive from it. You know what I mean? It's like the yeah. same thing. Like if I follow really smart people on Twitter, I'm like, well, they're just like really smart. I'm not very smart. So like I can't even parse <laughs> what they're saying. Like I would much rather just follow somebody like arbitrarily ranking their favorite like beverages or like which juice is the best juice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. There's a bit of a, there's a bit of an imposter syndrome going on there too, because like I kind of am not that smart. And so I feel like a lot of the people that like when you write a more I guess when you write an opinion out on a more technical topic, you tend to attract some kinds of followers that probably, I assume anyway, they might not, you know, I, I'm, I'm passing judgment on them prematurely, but I assume they expect a certain level of like intellect from me and uh, it just ain't there, you know? And so, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of an odd feeling, but definitely, I, you know, I, I know what you mean for sure with that because, uh, yeah, when when you talk about those topics, I, I feel like people sort of want more of that, and they sort of like yeah. you know the thread or and the Substack or all those memes. You know, it's like I'm not I'm not ever doing that. 
Yeah, I mean, the speed with which I gave up trying to write consistently, just because then people were asking what I was going to write about next. I'm like, man, I don't know. I wrote just enough to like get into like the group chat or whatever. I don't, I don't yeah. need to do this shit anymore. That's Plus, God like, forbid that you write something that someone disagrees with, or that's oh like God. contentious or not a settled thing. That there's like some chance that you're that you're like predicting the future, maybe. And this is you're saying you think this is how it's going to go. Man, people don't like that. They want you to agree with them, and they don't want to read anything about a difference yeah. in opinion yeah no no yeah, contrarian like, stuff i made the mistake of referencing like the xrp army on one episode here and i definitely <laughs> got like dms of people being like you, you fucking don't understand and it's like yeah this, yep. this is our like this is the worst legal thing that's ever happened and it's gonna flip everything <laughs> and it's gonna go to fire and i was like i really i cannot tell you how much i don't care oh like, yeah. i just i don't care at all this gets yeah. into like cult mentality and shit and it's like yeah. stop idolizing people stop like we we we, we don't we, we we need more critical thinking yeah <laughs> for people I, I feel like it's lacking a lot of the time yeah i agree you know i guess then if you're not finally going to come clean and like announce that you're vitalik's fault and <laughs> like what you know because as point. much as you're like willing to share like what was your like path to get to like crypto and like to crypto twitter like you know where you you know where where was your like origin story um so i <clears throat> i discovered bitcoin pretty you early discovered Bit i knew it you're satoshi nakamoto i called yeah. it i've been on yep. i've been on it since right the whole time <laughs> yeah I, i'm i'm actually gonna come out i am both satoshi and vitalik um, i always so I hope thought the same yep yeah um which by the way is like a brief side note i love the vitalik meme because it's like it's funny but it's like perfectly harmless you know it's like one of those things where it's like i would assume everybody's laughing along with me and inverse bra when people like call me vitalik because like there's nothing i can gain from that right like if i was ever to be right. like hey i'm actually like dm somebody like hey i'm actually the guy right so can you send me like 100 eth or something <laughs> i feel like they would just be like fuck off dude you know so i like it it's very harmless meme uh it's very fun but uh, so I discovered Bitcoin at a pretty young age. I don't remember how, actually. Um, to me, it's sort of something that just, as far back as I can remember, it just popped into my life. Um, I don't remember where I read about it. It, it, it. There's a real chance that it was 4chan um, on the technology board, but I, I don't actually remember. way into crypto. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a lot of introductions chaotically to various things that have impacted my life very meaningfully um, from 4chan, actually. There, like, if I look back, there's probably four or five things that I could say came from the internet that, like, changed the direction of my life. Um, but yeah, so I, I discovered Bitcoin at a young age. I didn't really discover crypto Twitter uh, until about I don't know, 2019, as weird as that might sound. I was definitely on like Bitcoin Twitter, you know, like I was mm -hmm. I was following the maxis, you know what I mean? I was I was watching the narratives. I um, I listened to a lot of uh, Andreas Antonopoulos, uh, okay, who is yeah. who is and still remains one of my favorite uh, people, you know, in the space. Um, I have a lot of respect for him and the work that he's done over the years, uh, but at one point, yeah, I was, I was, I guess you could say I was a Bitcoin maxi for a few years there. Not like what you see today, of course. I don't know what the fuck these things are that are like flooding people's timelines, these people. Uh, but I was definitely sort of a, of a Bitcoin maxi. Um, it wasn't really until DeFi that I discovered uh, crypto Twitter. And then I also sort of fell 
very in love with Ethereum. Uh, I used to think, you know, I used to think it was just bullshit. I didn't think it would work that well. I thought that, you know, I did, I thought they, their scalability wasn't great. And I thought that, uh, I, I thought the classic thing, right, where, where it's like anything Ethereum does well, Bitcoin's just going to do, um, sure. which has thus far turned out to be completely false. And none of that has ever happened except for maybe some quote unquote side chains that try to, you know, they're EVM compatible. Um, but yeah, so that's my story. I, I it's nothing too exciting. I, I discovered it mad early, slept on it for a little bit. Um, I grew up poor, so I didn't really have any money to like buy it or anything. Um, kept up with the Bitcoin community for ideological reasons. Um, and then yeah, discovered uh, DeFi and then led me to fall in love with Ethereum. And here I we mean, are. Okay, you know, I'm just gonna say for someone who's like that origin story sounds very convenient. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to feed the <laughs> convenience. Just use, it's nice to have a camera because I can. You can kind of like look side eye towards the camera just a little. A little bit. Yeah, like, you're like right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you know a lot of people definitely of like the 4chan generation and like early internet generation. I feel like got connected to Bitcoin early, um, yeah. and then took like a long time to like get to the actual application or or you know potential of crypto as a whole because i you know i definitely remember when not to like date myself but you know when i was um about to graduate high school and you know bitcoin like <clears throat> the first person i knew was doing like a bitcoin miner i remember like i had no thought of the application past that you know i had right. only the thought that like oh my gosh there's this like internet thing and everyone on fortune is like really excited about it or thinks it's terrible. And so, yeah, it just captivated the interest. But yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that's a not too uncommon origin story. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm very basic. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's the know, flip side, the extension <laughs> of the like, nobody knows what they're doing and everybody's basic. That's Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We can't all be Lawrence, you know what I mean? We can't all be like... <laughs> Well, if lab, we're talking about people that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Lawrence. Yeah. We all love Lawrence. I want to make that very clear. We all love Lawrence. Yes, we, we do. We, yeah. So I well, had so two. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. I, I, so I had two kind of, kind of silly questions, but they're important, they're important ones to me. Uh, okay. So you've said it on Twitter. I want to confirm the purple hair is coming back at the merge. Yeah. As soon as the merge happens. Um, so in about like five years, um, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the merge happens, I'm swapping back to the normal profile picture. Yep. Okay. It's just convenient. I it's the, the so the reason I ask is um, I, uh, I have a sister who's getting married around the time of the merge and very bizarre coincidence one of her conditions for the wedding she's like i'm not gonna be a bridezilla can you not have the purple hair because i i did oh i did God. dye my hair purple so wow. she gets married the merge happens I, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back to purple too it's just a weird coincidence of yeah interesting so i'm gonna hold you to it yeah <laughs> definitely it's... absolutely yeah we have that yeah. in common that's cool and then uh well the other question kids i'm gonna put you on the spot for this one uh would you care to ask Indy about the merch idea you told me? Well, okay. So, and I want you to hear me out. And I want okay. you to really, you know, just let's, we're in crypto. 
open minds, Mind open, open hearts, you know, we're not judgmental. Right. It's kind of a two pronged <clears throat> thing in your case, but number one, kind of a, a I'm trying to think of the best way to say it, kind of like a femboy calendar of our guests. You would have to provide your own, you know, like thigh. <laughs> and then, you know, separately, you know, we get a lot of requests, body pillow. I'm thinking like, you know, full size, true to life, <clears throat> beautifully illustrated, just, I forget the Japanese word. Cause like I'm a, uh, uh, it, ducky, uh, it starts with a it was ducky. a trap v and you fell for it easily <laughs> Weeb. Just walked right into it Weeb. yeah absolutely shameful well i guess you know that is kind of like a good joke question that then leads into like a real question um it's like it feels like of most people that we that we've talked to or even more so than a lot of people we've talked to you command quite like a audience of respectfully simps um <laughs> like what do you think like is it you know putting aside like it might be the vitalic thing or the inverse bra attention like what do you why do you think people are so like captivated by you or like what you say and feel like even this i think parasocial is the right term mm -hmm. i don't think For people sure. have the same parasocial relationship with like suzuha or Miyuki or or Tuba even right like you have like this people feel very entitled to be very familiar with you and feel like <laughs> very parasocially attached and I'm like no different right like our first interactions <clears throat> were definitely like an extension of my like parasocial relationship with you right but why do you do you think it's something like different like what do you do like why why do people feel this like um uh, creepy and terrifying internet attachment to you level of a connection yeah. that wow that's a great question um yeah i i've tried i've thought about it before and i i really don't know quite what it is and i've you're not the first person who said to me like wow people are people feel very comfortable with being familiar with you yeah. and like people do say like some pretty like wild out-of-pocket things and i guess maybe it's because i don't take it like the wrong way or i don't take offense to it I guess, um, yeah, I, I don't know where that comes from. I appreciate that everybody feels comfortable talking to me. Um, but I think that, yeah, I don't know. Para parasocial relationships are very interesting. And I, I think that, um, I guess maybe just the way that I present myself, maybe just the way that I carry myself, but I would have to say be because of the way that I handle my presence on, uh, in, in, on Twitter, just in the community generally, I, I, I yeah. do it very much like in a, I'm very relaxed, right? Like I'm very relaxed when I'm talking about things. Not often that I worry about the perception of what I'm saying, unless I'm worried about sounding stupid um, unintentionally. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. The relaxed nature of which I go about posting kind of leads me to not really know exactly what elements people feel most comfortable with. I, th I have to wonder a little bit, like because we're in an environment of, uh anonymity the anon as the culture there's mm -hmm. an inherent sense of because people are anonymous there's no there's not necessarily fear from consequences yeah then there's there there's perhaps an inherent perception of uh well <clears throat> if this person's anonymous they're probably going to be more honest and i can you know they're more willing to talk about because there's no th there's nothing to lose on their end so yeah i i feel like that colors everyone's initial perception of how interacting with an anon will look like yeah that's true which is an interesting thing because i sort of sometimes look at it the other way which is this person is anonymous there is 
no incentive to be honest, and there is everything to gain from lying. Um, Good which is well, and that's like crypto, right? That's like even like the foundational yeah. technology was all to kind of right, like solve that. And I think you know that's a very natural evolution. If things are inherently like trustless, and you kind of you're living in the dark forest, right? Yeah, you are. You know mm -hmm. that applies even to anons. Um, Although, you know, I do feel like there is a tiered thing and certainly different from like the truly anonymous message boards of like the past, right? Like 4chan, mm -hmm. there's no continuity between, you know, poster to poster or whatever. You can't tell but who this, your mutuals are on 4chan yeah, for sure. There's no connection. Exactly, right? And now you have like a, a defined visual identity. You have a name. You have yeah. kind of like a brand. And I feel like it is just like it. it's so closely tied to... Well, I, I guess this next generation, like Zoomers have that very much with Twitch streamers, right? Like mm -hmm. they have a very defined parasocial relationship looking at someone's real life, their non-anonymous life. And then yeah. there is like the weird in between where it's like, you're not just a random string of characters. You are a purple haired anime boy with a name that someone can recognize. And so that people feel like just enough of that in between connection to you as a, as a quote unquote person that they feel like they actually know you. Yeah. Yeah. And that I would say, um, as far as how I how I do carry myself, that is something that I've sought to preserve. Uh, because and I, and I made a tweet about this, the the you need to be parasocial maxing tweet. Um, yeah. I made it like last week. <laughs> um, that is that partly comes from the concern that like, like there is the, the, it's a joke tweet, obviously. Um, but there's a little bit of anxiety that fueled that tweet. And it's not that I feel it all the time. But it is sort of one of these things where it's like, maintaining a parasocial relationship for me is beneficial because they do make for fun interactions but people romanticize the hell out of people that they don't quite know fully completely um and it's the same thing with twitch streamers right you see what they put on screen you don't know what they're like off screen um you don't know you feel like you know how they would act in person but you just it that, that's not often the way that it works and so i try to not let glimpses behind the screen happen very often, um, which <clears throat> coming on this podcast is completely uh, antithetical to that, right? Because it's, I'm here I am talking, uh, people are going to be able to get more, much more of my tone than they've ever had before. Um, this is, you know, previously, people had only heard like a 30 second clip that has since been deleted. Um, and, you know, my opinions and the way that I think and, and talk. So this is a lot more than I had ever previously anticipated uh, showing. But I think, yeah, with, with parasocial relationships, um, it, it's it's fun. But also there is this concern of like, and I've had this happen, unfortunately, before, where somebody gets closer to you or they think they want to get closer to you mm -hmm. because they have this such a romanticized idea of who you are, where you sort of think like, okay, this person, they, they want to be a friend. And uh, it ends up not, you don't quick, click quite the way you think you might. Um, <laughs> and maybe it's like, you know, the, the real fear, the anxiety part is whether it's not, it's, you know, rooted in reality is neither here nor there. But the concern, the fear is that they're going to get to know me and they're not going to, they're not going to like me. Right. Or you're going to let them down yeah. in a way. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to, I'm just going to, they, they, I'm so romanticized. There's no way I can live up to these expectations. By the time they get to know me, uh, it's, it's over for me. Right. And so there is there is that. And that's kind of yeah. why my account has sort of remained pretty much the same since inception. I was going to say, you know, just that clip that you referenced, like, I feel like really set people off. Like, I feel like yeah. the comments were, you know, do you want to talk about out of pocket? You know, <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. You know, the same thing when, when I chose to voice docs or when V chose to voice docs, right. Or anyone else that we've had on the show, like when, um, Etheria came on the show, like we got like, there were just like a bunch of like, totally like random people being like, your voice is so beautiful. Like, I love yeah. your voice. Like it's great. Yeah. And it's like, it is a little bit like, okay, I need to keep that at arm's length. Um, but I guess there is also, it seems like a freedom to, you know, to reference Lawrence again, like my man exists fully doxxed and, and yeah. I would say over shares in a great way, like his disgusting, like bean fixation or like <laughs> literally his physical location to like meet up with people and get drinks. And, and it kind of seems like, yeah, you know, the, the two ways to stay safe are either to like bridge it off completely and exist as this online entity or be like, mm -hmm. actually, this is the entirety of, of who I am, warts yep. and all. Um, and I think that's like very terrifying. Um, and then, and I think like opens you up in, in ways that you don't want to, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's, it's a hard line to kind of, to kind of straddle. Right. And, and certainly yeah. you never want to, you know, close it off completely because then it feels like, well all of these connections I made could just go away because people will no longer feel like they have access to me. Yeah. yeah. And then it's also just performance art at that point. Like if you're not being authentic to, you know, a meaningful degree, you're kind of just tweeting things for the sake of tweeting. You're just, you're just engaging with the community, I guess, for, I don't know, clout or whatever. And it's all, it's all relatively meaningless. I mean, I, I definitely, and, and tons of respect to Lawrence for, as far as I'm aware, there's like one thing only that Lawrence won't shit post about. And it's because it's a legal matter. Right. And like, right. and the rest is like freely, no fucks given. So definitely, I, I totally respect that, that sort of free outlook. Um, I, I think that that is probably something I would never do. Um, I like being able to have this sort of thing that I can manage uh, almost like as an experience, like Indy's mm -hmm. kind of like as much an experience I would imagine, or at least I think, as much an experience as as he is like a a person or as i am not to break the fourth wall as i am as a person <laughs> um, well see so, yeah. even keeping that like that type of mentality you know the concern you talked about like people might get too close and then their perception might be shattered right I, i've had i've had people come uh like it's been briefly mentioned on the podcast but like a concern of this entity in your case like indigo becomes kind of its own thing and you feel like you have to live up to its expect maybe that's not a concern of yours yeah. but like you have to live up to the expectations of who this persona now is and i feel like yeah. sometimes people struggle with that too crap i'm perceived as this smart vitalic alt like what about <laughs> you know? yeah and that's see that's where i drop in occasionally um just a couple of you know you have to be humble right you have to be humble and i i'm not big on self-deprecation but a, just a, just the tiniest amount in your tweets, yeah, I you feel like. Yeah, you season that in there a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a pinch. Just a pinch. Just to kind of manage expectations. Like, hey, I'm not – I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, I think just yesterday I made a tweet about, like, I have no idea what I'm saying. I just I, – I get the big words from people and I sprinkle them into tweets here and there to seem smart. Yeah, you um, just and get I to think, play bingo with buzzwords. Yeah. You just get to be like, you know what? I've definitely seen people talking about that this week. I'm just yeah. going to toss them in there. Exactly. Something ZK data scaling. Uh, yeah, MEG, ZK, and, ZK plus. Yeah. Exactly. Ride the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Which obviously, you know, it's not perfectly representative of what happens. Like I do, I do love this shit. I love reading about it. I'm obviously very much uh, as much in it for the tech, so to speak, uh, as I am to make money. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it's just a matter of managing expectations. I'm not worried about living up to indie. I am 
just trying to just trying to maintain basically just trying to keep keep everything keep the vibe positive keep the vibe perfectly balanced you know i think this weird thing kind of happens in like a bear market or a decline or whatever where when people start having more time on their hands and all of the crowd starts to thin a little bit and it gets into these smaller and smaller groups like people tend to start feeling much more free to like share things about themselves right like i feel like in the last few months i've seen people much more willing to like I don't docs. know, like face docs or like yeah. jump on a call or like, you know, I've had, I have now done things through my like day crypto, like day job work with people on crypto Twitter. And like, we've both been on camera together, which has been like great, but it also definitely seems like a, man, it feels like the, the all time volume of people has to be low if everybody is like, well, I guess I now feel comfortable enough or there's not enough going on or whatever mm -hmm. that I can kind of open the door to my interior world and, yeah. and to the, the real me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know if I've really thought too much about, for lack of a better term, the liquidity of opinions or like personas floating around. Cause it's kind of like that, right? Like when there's less people around, I know what you're saying. Like people's presentations of themselves, gets a little bit more volatile. Um, I don't know really why that is like, maybe there's just more attention or something. For me personally, when I feel like there's not a whole lot going on, I am a little bit less in in inclined to tweet. Uh, sure. Because I never want to say something for the sake of saying something, because that's when you know you've entered your flop era, you know? Like, so I, I, uh, I do agree, though. I, I feel like it's been a little bit crazier, but I guess maybe it's like a, there's like camaraderie there, you know? Like, everybody got blown up and we survived. We're all here. So let's, you know, relax a little bit, get a little bit more comfortable. I know you've survived this crazy experience and this this total meltdown of the market, and you're here alongside me. So maybe it's a little bit more of a, a relaxed environment because of that. Yeah, and you have the type of uh, control mechanisms too. You have people who are like, "Okay, we're in a we're in a bull market. Attention's picking up. I'm going to lock my account. No more yeah. new because things are going to get too out of hand." Or you know, trying trying to. I feel like maintain the narrative is perhaps a, a sinister way of phrasing it, but like keep keeping things in check, like not not mm -hmm. letting things get too out of hand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's always one of those things, like what people choose to focus on in those times. Like, you know, I I feel like builders will keep building, but like I don't know, shit posting like becomes then the dominant meta because you got nothing else going on, you know. Um, or drama. I feel like just like general yeah, like too. drama ends up picking up like so <clears throat> crazy. And there's, I feel like there's been like a, a unhealthy amount of drama recently, which in like full honesty, like I really enjoy because <laughs> like I'm like a messy bitch, right? Like I like, I, I enjoy watching people fight on the internet because I think it's really funny because you can like literally just go outside and touch grass and it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, I feel like the only time I've seen you ever engage with something like that was like what was it this uh fuck it was like steven deals fanboys or whatever i saw you like going into the trenches with them but i wondered like in kind of like a bigger way like do you in your like day-to-day -day life are you like kind of very like openly about your involvement in crypto like do you share it with the people around you or are you much more like keep it locked down that's only for your internet persona um so <clears throat> my immediate family knows because i've always kind of been i've always kind of been like around technology interested in technology you know i've always kind of you know, you know you've, every family's got like the computer guy so to sure. speak and so um 
that was always me. And so when I discovered, like I said, I discovered Bitcoin and I was in love with it for ideological reasons. And I still am, by the way, I, I know I like on my Twitter, I like joke about it a little bit and I say that I have concerns about the security budget, which I do. You should be worried. Um, <laughs> I, I say all these things about it. I, I still love Bitcoin, love the shit out of it. I think it's great. Um, but because I, I discovered it at a young age and for ideological reasons. So obviously I didn't know how to keep my fucking mouth shut. Um, so I, I definitely all my family all knows that I'm involved. Um, outside of that, though, I don't talk about it. I don't like to talk about it anyway. There's some times where, you know, if I'm hanging out with a certain friend group, maybe somebody new will bring up something about crypto and I'll like I'll bite my tongue. They're talking about like XRP or Doge or whatever. I won't say anything, but if somebody brings up something more technical, maybe I'll get involved. But for the most part, yeah. I, I don't like to talk about it, really. I don't like to, I don't like to really share with it. I, I haven't had much, I've never had anything bad happen from it, but there's really not much good, right? There's nothing really to gain from talking about crypto in real life. I'm not here to evangelize yeah. to people. It It's, it's a really, so I mean, it's like, you know, you, you mention it in like a, I don't know, like a bar or an Uber or like to someone yeah. random. And then the next thing you know, they're showing you their, you know, yep. trust wallet <clears throat> filled with like a million scam coins. And you're like, I don't, I'm, I'm not. I did talk about this. I did one time. Um, I was the guy in the Uber that brought it up. And I, I've never, I was riding in an Uber back home and I was shit faced coming home from the bar. <laughs> and um, man, this poor fuck. I <laughs> grilled him for like 30 minutes, just rambling and passionately talking about like the potential impact and the importance of crypto. And just, I woke up the next day and I was like, damn, dude, I was that guy. <laughs> you were just screaming wasted about you don't understand it's sovereignty you yeah you own your money and the guy yeah. get the fuck out of my honda civic I, yeah exactly God. exactly you hear the tires skirt as he fucking leaves once he drops you off yeah it's um i and another thing i, I think the i think the own your thing meme the ownership meme that is like the worst angle to come at people yeah with from crypto like uh, I, I think it was Mark Andreessen once said, what was it? Read, write, own for Web3. I think it was him that said that. What a terrible meme. Yeah. What a terrible, like, yeah. why, who gives a fuck about owning something? You know, like, I get the angle, right? And I understand it. But to go to, like, for lack of a better term, a normie and, like, hey, you can own this thing. They're like, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I don't care. Benefit, like that doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah so, there's so, no, there's no context for which that matters to people. I feel like, you know, you use the term evangelizing a minute ago, and and I, you know, not ever to try and I, I, I like crypto evangelist is like the cringiest term right in the world. Right. Like you see that in a in a LinkedIn bio, and it's just a block right away. Right, it's like works as blockchain <laughs> yeah. crypto evangelist blocked. You're done. I'm not connecting. But, you know, I guess, you know, one of the things we're always really curious about is like, where do you fall on like the spectrum of, of optimism, like, or, or of, you know, how, you know, saying we're in it for the tech, we mm -hmm. said you were, it's like kind of sometimes a dirty term, but do you fall kind of on the side of like the optimistic, like crypto will solve this, that, the other, like this is a positive, net positive for our future. Like how far do you kind of go down the idealist rabbit hole? Um, I would say pretty far. I would say I, I'm definitely a very optimistic person in general. Um, I would say that definitely extends to crypto as well. 
Um, I don't think it's going to just solve all of the world's problems. And I, I don't think you're going to be able to like permanently get rid of like decentral or centralization and like all things. I think decentralize all the things is a very stupid goal. I think it's infeasible and it's also ineffective. Uh, I think very highly ineffective. Um, but I, I would say I, I'm pretty damn optimistic. Like whenever like some regulations come down, people kind of worry. And it's like the hot topic of the timeline is to talk about like, oh, the, you know, the Brit bongs are going to regulate crypto so hard. Ah, sure. you know what I mean? Or they're banning such and such. Well, I mean, the beauty of it is, is that the system is sovereign. It is its own thing, right? Like nation states can ban it. They can do whatever they'd like, but it, it will stay running especially once it moves to proof of stake, where there's all kinds of ways to obscure that you're running a node and just you can have this decentralized system that is like perfectly hidden and still exists on its own. Um, I think just for the reason that it feels like Pandora's box has been opened, I'm pretty optimistic about that. Like, I feel like it just, it, it can't be stopped at this point. I think there's a lot of things um, for a lot of different reasons that I, I feel pretty optimistic about. And a lot of it actually, people would say this is maybe dystopian, but I think a lot of it comes from the fact that people will never stop gambling. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> yeah. and so you can use that in a lot of different ways to incentivize different outcomes and different behaviors. And I think that the more, the more connected the world gets, like I, I always imagine, I always imagine someone in like some very shoddy, like, emerging country that doesn't have like that maybe lives in like not a very big home right like very small very very poor someone that's in poverty and like i can imagine like if you think about twitch right people can watch twitch and they can engage with the audience and they can live in this sort of i don't want to say metaverse because the term is, is puke worthy nowadays but they they live in this experience with their peers this this parasocial thing is like their world yeah. Um, and people will pay money to further immerse themselves in that. I think that the more, uh, the more accessible the technology becomes and the more, like the cheaper it is to uh, transact on these networks, uh, and the more there is ways to hyper-financialize everything for better or for worse, I think that more and more people are just going to get involved. And I think there will sort of be uh, a wealth transfer to some degree, um, where you'll have you'll always have those people that that come from absolutely nothing, right? That have that opportunity to 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 make it big or to make a shitload of money in crypto. And I think that just for that reason alone, it's never going away. But you can all you can harness like, you know, protocol fees or whatever from that sort of behavior to fund public goods and other things, right? Sort of similar to the to the lot the, the lottery. Uh, and so I think a lot of a lot of good can be done with that. And then obviously for there's tons of other reasons to be optimistic as well. But I think a lot of it's going to come from hyper gambling. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think, you know, it's been said a lot, but like Bitcoin being positioned as a speculative asset was like the Trojan horse to get people to care, right? Because like people yeah. love to speculate, like people mm -hmm. will always love to gamble. Um, and if you make it, you know, it, right or wrong with this narrative that, 
oh, this is, you know, this is your ticket. This is your like Steinbeck embarrassed millionaire moment, right? Like then, then it will always attract new entrants, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think the only problem, you know, there is like we are burning through those new entrants faster <laughs> than we can convert them, right? Like we yeah. are churning these motherfuckers in the meat grinder and just like turning them into, you know, the smaller and smaller and smaller sausage that actually survives. Like just like you got to imagine how many tens of thousands of people are just getting like, burned and then that money is going to like you know tornadoed out to like a scammer yep. and then it's done and it doesn't re-enter but yeah like the idea of using protocol fees or generated things for the public good is like super i think super intuitive and super obvious right like you know i everyone was joking about the lottery recently like congratulations to the irs for like winning the lottery or whatever but right like in theory that system is like that money goes back into taxes right that, or that could be a great system should be yeah, in this case, it's, you know, used to, like, fund military bases across the world or whatever. Um, right. But, you know, you could build that. Like, imagine a global version of that where everybody participates and you can have it so that it's trustlessly settled, trustlessly uh, randomized, whoever the winner is. And uh, the fees that that generate goes to some pot that everybody can, like, quadratically vote for different things that they want to yeah, fund. Yeah, right. The, you know? the beautiful global, global uh, like, well-being DAO gets to decide where we, where yeah. we allocate those funds. Yeah, it's That's all just a massive like that future. game theory, which is a sharp yeah, contrast right. from. Uh, yeah, it's gonna get worse, and we're all gonna die. Wow. To be fair, I think I can do a better uh, Kitsune impression. But <laughs> that's not at all how I said. That is, okay, I was literally just about to compliment you on your like hidden power of being able to like drop the octave suddenly and then you and turn then it around do and do like the soy voice for me <laughs> oh man that really caught me it, off guard i wasn't ready it, for that one it's hit or miss sorry i, I, I gotta it, actually yeah, I'm gonna, have fun with it so i'm gonna take a sip of my drink actually real quick after that and here um, i am this more close and like setting. absolutely like true to form completely forgot what we were talking about before we relocated Oh, uh, um, V hit us with a surprising voice. Um, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> a, a surprising one and then a, and then a crappy one. Sorry. <laughs> it's not V. I'm sure it was a fine impression. The resonant, beautiful tones that I hear inside my own head when I speak don't sound like that. Oh. <laughs> if that's how I sound to you, that's how I sound to you. And my like crippling insecurity has now just come back in full. In full. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Oh, we're gonna yeah. just like in post bring my voice like all the way down. Oh, yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm like, should I? Should oh, I say Andy, something? How like, are you doing? Made, do I? Do I say how voice. you sound like? <laughs> that's not how I sound like. That's that is not so unbelievable. That's kind this of... is like you put up the the like uh, top ten anime betrayals like right there. <laughs> oh, it's kind of it's it's getting there. It's kind of yeah. close. Yeah, I mean, eventually, <laughs> v, the well, the master plan is that. <clears throat> I just stopping on this entirely, and V just does both of us. Yeah, yeah just like Jamie Fox style. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> just like Jamie Fox yeah. can just like imitate anybody. Have you ever the, heard him before? The, it's so good. Oh man. yeah, the Jamie Fox, um, Terrence Howard is my favorite impression yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. I had he that. Did, um, gonna, uh, oh, go ahead. He did Willem Dafoe's uh, Goblin when uh green goblin when they were doing they were shooting uh for no way home the whatever the, i think the latest spider-man movie he did an impression of willem dafoe and holy shit man it was good no. willem dafoe seems like one of those impressions that if you like nail it like people are gonna go 
fucking crazy. It's like, yeah. oh my god. It's like that or like a good Christopher Walken. Yep. Um, so like V, if you have any other like good impressions. Well, I mean, up. see, I wouldn't do. I can't do like actor like most of mine. And I, I think we talked <laughs> about it on my episode with like stupid internet cartoons like Homestar Runner and. Uh, I mean, yeah, those, those were my jam. Like Aqua Team of Hunger Force. Hit us with the voice that you do in private that no one's ever heard before. Wow! No one's wow! Ever heard who's who's the interviewer becomes oh. the interviewee. Um, I don't have a. I, do do. I I know you do because I can do I hesitate to say this because I can do some some like one accent right and I got I got a couple that I can fuck around with and I only do them when I'm alone so I know for a fact you got something yeah everybody I mean everybody has those I'm constantly walking around talking to myself in like a totally bizarre <laughs> out there voice going goblin mode <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a real goblin mode type. <laughs> one that I one that I only use when I mean sometimes I'll just I don't know. Let it rip. <laughs> She's nervous. Let it rip. Well, it's it's one that I would do around other people. It's like just sometimes I'm like in a in a frustrated mood and I slip into like a strong bad type voice. Like you do. Okay, oh my god, god, this is so stupid. <laughs> wow, it is. That was so wild to do that voice in the year 2022. <laughs> of our lord is be like you know what i mean it's like i worked with this guy for a long time who would do austin powers voice like all the time and i was like that would have been like whatever like 20 years ago but i'm like it's 2022 like this guy's just walking around like doing the yeah. do i make you and i'm like that it? there's like there's like i feel like okay three impressions that if you do them it's like you go like you're done you go straight to the gulag right it's like, <laughs> Yeah. any um south park voice and any like borat voice if it's like 2022 yep. and it's <clears throat> almost exclusively right like weird like 35 to 40 year old five year old like white guys yep like we'll we'll just drop the like my life and i'm not gonna lie once in a while it will get me but like having worked with so many of those guys i'm just mm -hmm. like this is like i'm like you're a you're a middle manager <laughs> yeah it's always an office setting that you hear it you're uh. just doing like you're saying you're doing the eric cartman respect my like i almost was about to do it but like the cringe of trying to like move my tongue into that position was so crushing that it could, like, just immediately rejected oh, it like, yeah it no. completely rejects it i will say my favorite <clears throat> voice is the one you do that's kind of like the sad husky voice where you'll be like oh no that's oh, like man. the best yeah ex exactly exactly so um <laughs> I feel like I, my therapist was gonna uh my th my therapist kind of suggested that was like when i was doing the voice stuff early on like holy shit it's so good you should have a you should have a conversation with yourself back and forth hi how's it going yeah, it's going totally, fine how are you <laughs> totally normal advice and totally down that path does not lead to madness you know yeah that, everyone who's ever started doing two voice conversations with themselves no one's ever gone crazy zero percent of the time for sure not like that scene no, of Lord of the Rings yeah. Yeah. and it's always looked completely normal it's always looks yeah. really it's actually i'll say it's looked cool like people have always been like that's really cool when <laughs> yeah it's better it's actually better i heard if you do it in public yeah especially you if you're just like grocery shopping <laughs> yeah just to yourself and you're just checking yeah. things off your own list I yeah. will kind of I will kind of use not not in public but in VR in VR public I will kind of use that as like a a vibe check for people if I feel like the environment's right uh you know or like like I'll have like I'll have people because I you know it's not perfect but people will come up and be like what gender are you and I'm just like 
whatever you want me to be. <laughs> People ask that in VR chat. That seems yeah. crazy to me. It's like you're in VR <clears throat> chat. Like, <laughs> well, it's because you know it's probably mostly guys, right? And so like they're probably trying to find like that occasional girl that they're like, oh, bet. Like I've I've struck gold here. Well, I mean, anime, anime with girls in VR, like girl stands for guy in real life. So. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> you know what? And there's also a lot of like, and I've noticed this with um pretty much i would say a good portion of my friends that i've met through crypto twitter is there's there's a lot of like queer experience type thing going on in vr chat right I, where it's like i was gonna say it's like the queers you know, the furries like a, you can be who you want i mean i'm not gonna talk about the furries i feel like you i got caught on recording one time being negative about the furries so i'm not gonna say anything Certainly you, you also let's current. point out you also have fox ears and a tail so you cannot say much right now i don't know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> v picked this out for me. I didn't even know what this looked like until now. Totally. Um, but I was going to say not to like make a big philosophical point about it, but like, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I feel like crypto culture is either like fifty percent like fascists or libertarians, and then like fifty uh percent -huh. like queer folk who are mm -hmm. like experimenting with sexuality and gender identity. And I feel yeah. like that is like the weirdest disconnect for me. It's like when that whole like. um what is his name? Like Brantley, like his like thing. I was like, but wait, who do you think is like building all of this shit? Like, who do you think you're actually talking to on a regular basis? Like it's yeah, like, a vast amount of it are people who are queer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I appreciate that about the industry. And by that, I mean, crypto is really fucking gay, right? Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of cool. It's nice to, um, it's nice to have like such an open community that is, uh, I don't know how I would describe it really. Cause I, I, I was never really lacking that as a kid or just growing up in general. Like I never really felt like I was like, I don't know. It, it probably wasn't until I was like 22 years old where I was like, yeah, I'd fuck some dudes. You know, <laughs> so it's like, it's like a great realization to have like one, like you're like walking around, you're like in the supermarket, you're like checking out, you're like, yeah, you know what? I guess I probably would. Yeah. So, and it's kind of like that, right? Like I, I don't, I never, never really grew up feeling alienated like that. So it's nice to see like, without being able to totally relate to the underlying reasons why it's nice to be able to experience that sort of open and flourishing uh, expression of identity, I think. And especially in a, in a place where it's like, you know, it's crypto Twitter. Like we don't, we all joke about it, but we all don't hate crypto, right? Like we're not like frothing at the mouth when people bring up right. crypto. Because there's there's there are places online where there is that sort of gender identity and expression and, and, and exploration going on. But you bring up a single thing about crypto and you are, you, you have brought up like an apocalypse upon yourself, right? Yeah, like, yeah people really freak the fuck out. Yeah, so it's it's definitely like a, a special place, and I think that you had mentioned the sort of like meta group uh, earlier, and I think that's um that's a good way to put it because there is there are a lot of people that like you know that aren't going to take too kindly to the idea, and I, I thankfully I don't have a lot of exposure to them really. Uh, not that I give a fuck what anybody thinks, you know, what I mean, just mute them or block them or whatever. But thankfully, it all just it's mostly just cool people that I end up uh, bumping into. It just so happens that you know I have eight thousand followers, and they're all gay. Yeah, and we, and I mean, we talked I was about gonna, it. <laughs> I was, just, I was gonna say, like, you know, there, that kind of leads to like a big, you know, the really hard hitting question of this interview, which is like, why femboys? 
So <clears throat> there is there is a reason somewhat there is it wasn't like a conscious choice, but so I will say this. I um I, I'm not a big fan of labels, but I would consider myself, I suppose, to be pansexual uh and what I guess the zoomers would call fin romantic, fin being feminine in nature, right? And so I'm pretty much attracted to just femininity in general. I, I don't really care about hardware. You know, I care about aesthetics that I prefer. I care about personality that's compatible. Other than that, I kind of don't give a fuck, you know? And so, but nobody wants to hear a guy that's like simping over the idea of women, right? Like that's 100%. all over the place, right? Like if I, if I, the reality of it is if I said the same things just about women instead of femboys, I would be the, nobody would have followed the account. The account would have been cringe. Everything would have been, I'd have just been this weird guy. But femboys in general sort of touch on this like sexual taboo for for normies where it's like they don't want to admit they're attracted to them. You know what I mean? You hear the whole like, oh, traps aren't gay, which by the way, traps are gay. If you like them, you're not straight. Okay. (laughs) This happens like once an episode. That's our bumper right there. That is the like market timestamp. That's our <laughs> oh, teaser see, right there. See, I thought the that, bumper were going to be the whole like, yeah, I'd fuck dudes or whatever. Hey, <laughs> I, mean, I, I would fuck gotta, dudes you, and traps are gay. Right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> let's just put it out there, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> let's get that. Let's rip the bandaid off because the reason people are so obsessed with femboys is because it's like, it's just weird, like in between, it feels like for people where they're, they're they're women like right and you 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 get people that want to ignore the fact that's a dude you know and it's like i I like touching on that because it's just provocative to a degree i mean also i also like femboys but it's provocative and it's an easy choice there's also a philosophy behind it right you know and we touched on this before in the show but like the idea of like cultural signifier like what Mm -hmm. really makes things different like you know at my at my day job which is, you know, for all intents and purposes in the same field, right? It's all crypto. But at my day job, you know, like no one's posting like Pepe reactions or, you know, posting like, I don't know, this random string of digits that maybe if you enter it on a certain website, pulls up a certain uh, sequence of drawings that might be uh, very provocative, (laughs) right? Yeah, shout out to Carnation. Yeah, I mean, literally like the, the, and I think it, you know, it did become a meta where people were doing it mainly to just indicate, hey, I'm not a suit, right? I don't, hey, I don't work for A16Z. Um, I don't work for Goldman. I don't work for whatever. You can trust me. I'm mm-hmm. cool. And the way to show that, I mean, it's almost <clears> like, what is the, you know, it's like, oh, if you're not a cop, then like do this Coke, you know, yeah, like a drug. The, right. Okay. If right. you're not, if you're not a suit, like show me your love of something that that world finds taboo or yeah. that is like outsider. Um, so it's nice to hear, you know, it's not just like, your brand is so tied with that iconography. It's nice to hear that it is genuine and not just, I feel like a lot of people who came later, not saying that you're like the father of femboys. No, but of course. I do think your success probably was the originating factor for part of the meta of people being like, oh shit, let me check the box. I got my zero X. I've got my thigh highs on uh-huh. and I'm posting femboys and I please, I will take my 2000 followers now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it definitely wasn't meant to be like 
pay attention to me and notice me because I like femboys. It was like, I genuinely feel that way. Like I genuinely like, as far as like, if I were to think of somebody that I would bring home to my parents, they fit well within that category, you know, um, just pretty much anybody, anybody that's feminine, really. That's, that's the only requirement that I have. I am not somebody that's into masculinity whatsoever. And I've had people on the topic of familiarity. Uh, I've had people send me some things and I'm like, Hey man, you know? Yeah. That seems a little beyond the pale. Yeah. 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 Unless you're a femboy. I mean, Hey, unless you're a femboy, but you know (laughs) what I mean? DMS are open. Yeah. Tendentially related. Even I, I was, I was on VR the other night and uh, I was, I was with a, I was with a femboy friend. Like he had thigh highs in his pick in his uh, profile picture. Mm-hmm. And I had someone, so like I have, I'm, I'm trans in my bio and they, they came over to me and a random person came over to me and was like, Oh my God, a femboy and a trans male, to female in the same room. I have to ask the question, like, what's the difference? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh boy. How do it's, I, you know, <laughs> In a way, it is comforting to know, like, the internet will always be the internet. Um, yeah. Even in, like, this new frontier of virtual, someone's still going to walk up and be like, you know, it's like that Xbox Live um, meme that's like, humana, humana, a girl in voice yep. chat. Like, you know, there are... <laughs> um, I get, like, the difference is one experiences twink death and the other doesn't. <laughs> the death of the twink. Do you think there's any validity to, like, the suits have to get, like... I don't know, prepped on, on femboy culture. Like there are all those memes. That's like my FBI agent right. learning about what <clears throat> has are like, do you think in order to speak the language, like to infiltrate more effectively, like they are embracing the meta? Like I'm sure there's just it has to be. Right, someone yeah. at, at Goldman who's like, Oh no, I am. I'm watching anime now and I've got my coding stockings on. Like there's that's got to have reached them. They have to be aware of it. Yeah, but we don't want to give that away though. We don't want to tell no, them it's out there. how to it's do it. It's, it's like when uh, with those people are going to rush Area 51 and there was that <laughs> image of the like army doing a demo and what the Naruto run is and like a guy demonstrating. Like I would assume that there yeah. are at least some of those conversations happening at like yeah. TradFi centers of power. Culturally Yeah, aware. well, I mean, if not for the fact that like you have there's a big faction of alt-right femboys right yeah and so i would think for that fact alone and well not only that but also like hacker culture mm-hmm. right where it's just like i would think for those two things alone yeah probably there's got to be right like and that's I, I i don't know i mean the best way to solve this is to just like post ludes right so yeah yeah just weed them out over time exactly and so you know basically if somebody doesn't show whole then i stop dming them uh, <laughs> <laughs> prove to me yeah exactly <laughs> you know the all like the alt-right femboy is very funny because it's like you know the joke that like furries and nazis the venn diagram is a perfect circle like, <laughs> right Wait a minute like this like your ideology would be totally at odds with like this presence and i think in like yeah. a bigger way right like that is probably like i said like the biggest ideological battle in crypto is like we're all in service of cryptocurrency but you're standing side by side with people who want to like destroy your material conditions or mm. like your ability to like express yourself or express your gender or express your sexuality and yeah it's like, well i don't really have a choice right now but to like stand kind of technically on the same side as these people um but then you know yeah. I, you know whatever that breaking point ends up being there was somebody I, I can't remember who said this quote a long time ago but somebody said at one point bitcoin is money for your enemies i think i might be remembering the quote wrong 
somebody said Bitcoin is money for your enemies. And necessarily it has to be. You know, right. you can have things on the social layer where, <clears throat> you know, again, not everything needs to be decentralized, right? The the idea that everything will operate in a decentralized manner is is ridiculous. So you can have sort of levers and, and various um, checks and balances on the social layer, but on things like Bitcoin itself or like transferring Ether from one party to another, that is very much something that is going to be like people that make you uncomfortable are going to be able to use it and they For sure. they almost have to be able to use it, which is a conversation that like... Vitalik wrote, uh, Ethereum, Ethereum is neutral, is neutral mm -hmm. but, I'm, but I'm not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's such a, yeah, that was such a, that was such a great line and it's true. I like when you said that. Uh, <laughs> thanks. I, I've been thinking it for a while. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think um, there is kind of a, I, I don't, I don't like to think of it as being on the same side. Um, strictly because I, I want the, the, the substrate to, to be neutral, right? Like, right. Almost like we live on the same planet. We have a vested interest on the earth, not exploding. Right. I don't know if I would say we're on the same side for that reason. Right, because we have our own motivations and goals and reasons. You know, I, I feel like it's a much—it's a deeper and more broad thing. So I wouldn't—I wouldn't worry our too much about. Are it. Momentarily aligned, right? Yeah, like that's you know, I—I yeah. I never thought I would die. It's the Lord of the Rings thing. I never thought I would die fighting side by side uh, with like a libertarian internet pedophile. But yeah, you know, yep, yep. The enemy of my enemy is my. Friend, friend, yeah, the enemy like, of my yeah. enemy is my mutual, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is my exit yeah. liquidity, <laughs> exactly. Hopefully, yeah, that's the ideal situation, right? Get to dump on your enemies, yeah. Not to like pivot too hard, but you know, while oh, gosh, this is probably like five months ago at this point, um, <clears throat> but a while ago, like I was researching an article that I was writing, and you and I ended up talking a lot about it, um, and it was kind of on the topic of like leadership and like what does it mean to lead what does it mean to like govern um and you kind of like you had alluded to like being in a leadership position before and understanding the pitfalls of it and mm -hmm. and being like inherently you know suspicious of it and i think you know during this most recent kind of sequence of implosions we saw where like leadership culture went bad right like the veneration of of three arrows or of <clears throat> doquan or whatever like right. have has you know you know what are your thoughts on like leadership in the crypto space like has it evolved in light of how i don't know how many times it's broken bad recently like do you you know and putting it aside from hero worship which i think we're probably all on the same page is like not great yeah. but like in terms of like leadership like <clears throat> has your have your thoughts changed like has the recent kind of death of these heroes like like changed your views at all <clears throat> so uh i would say uh, I, I think I said it recently. I think crypto has a leadership problem. Um, I think that a lot of leadership in crypto is very lackluster. Um, yeah. I think it sort of ties into the same reason that I'm not the biggest fan of DAOs and like organizations that are similar, you know, um, very bearish on those in general. And this will probably catch a little bit, I'll probably catch a little bit of flame for saying something like that. Um, but I, I think that. Uh, <clears throat> When it comes to leadership, it's uh, it's like an art, right? Mm -hmm. You you really have to perform it correctly, and you have to be genuine and authentic. And I think in this space, it's very easy to 
to to grift and the incentives can very quickly become misaligned to where lying or you know backstabbing or doing something shady in general is if you're strictly thinking it like from a rational actor's perspective the incentives can quickly become where it's like i should do the wrong thing right because right. i'm i'm going to that's going to have a bigger payoff and that is something that you know we should work to fix obviously that's not necessarily just at the fault of uh, I, I would say if you take action on that, obviously you are accountable and responsible for doing so. But there is, I would hope, um, some accountability that lies on whatever social situation we have found ourselves in where that remains the norm, despite mm -hmm. it happening over and over and over again. Um, I would say, <clears throat> in general, leadership is a hard thing. Uh, people... I go back and forth on whether or not people like to follow or not, but I do know that people, no matter what, like to be inspired. And I think a good leader is able to inspire through their actions, through their words, through their philosophies. Um, and really like where, if you ask yourself, who is the last person in a role like that in crypto that is like, given that it said something philosophically inspiring to the point where it brings comfort or where it motivates you or, you know, makes you think like, Hey, things aren't so bad. You know, I don't, there's, there's probably a few, there are definitely a handful. I, I don't have a list ready in my mind to, to shout a few out, but like there is a staggering lack of that. And I, I was just talking to somebody about, um, in like the corporate office life, uh, I was I was in a Discord chat with somebody and they were mentioning that they had um, <clears throat> a step count that they were doing with their team, right? And I'm sure you guys have probably seen it where you have like step competitions, which yeah. team is going to get the most steps, whatever. And one person said like, that's stupid. I can't believe they make you do that. And I was like, no, it's not that they make you do it. It's a thing that you participate in together, you know, as like a team building exercise. It's not mandatory by any means, but it's like, you know, it's a little competition. Competition's fun. And if your leader is good, you want to participate. You want to do it. It's a it's a, it's a menial thing. It's pretty stupid, right? It's just you're, you're walking, you're counting up numbers, and it doesn't mean anything. But a proper leader will make that feel meaningful. And I, sure. I think yeah. there aren't many people in general, and especially are not that many people in crypto that have that that ability to to do something like that. I would think. So it hasn't funny. really changed. It, I would say it remains as as. Um, I don't want to say pessimistic because I don't like being pessimistic. I would skeptical? say skeptical, I guess maybe would be the word. Yeah, I, I'm definitely very skeptical of people in leadership positions. And I, I also think that there's little to no uh, protection or even discussion about <clears throat> protecting your in-groups from social engineering also. I think that it's um I think that's something that's not very well explored. I think that um Tux's tweet the like a week or two ago about like gatekeep crypto from like L2 not L2 from uh from web2 fucks that are coming in like VCs that are just trying right. to you know shit their web2 products down our throats and make money. Um the amount of cope on on their tweet about gatekeeping was honestly hilarious to me because I I I think as a whole for some places we probably don't gatekeep enough. Right. Yeah, and it's like yeah. there's a balance to be struck between being open and accepting of like a difference in in individuals, but also you should vibe check motherfuckers probably pretty often. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you don't you can't gatekeep Ethereum itself, right? And I don't I don't think you should necessarily try to, but if you're in a group chat that 
has some kind of like collaborative on-chain thing, you know, that very quickly devolves. Like if the wrong person comes into that place, leadership gets thrown into question because they can affect it by saying things that like slowly cross these lines that are sort of implicitly in place, right? And once those lines are crossed and once that person begins to sort of take hold of, of the narrative, it, it's, like a, it's like a terminal illness, right? Like if you don't gatekeep the right way, and you don't you don't provide effective like leadership and direction the moment that happens you're fucked it's just a matter of time until things fall apart it's going to spread and, and grow like crazy and i yeah. feel like we're i feel like we've been seeing to some degree at least at least specifically regarding dows mm -hmm. um pushback uh, be it was it um Hasu for like proposal for makers governance or, or sushi's governance in terms Maker of governance is one of my favorite things the amount of shit that they have to put up with but the the the, the quality smackdowns they provide are yeah. so funny like i posted about the ohm as collateral uh somebody proposed at one point using ohm as collateral for MakerDAO, and basically the the response from MakerDAO was like are you fucking stupid well, why would on. we I mean, it is the global reserve currency right oh, yeah yeah, yeah totally <laughs> totally um, but i i just mean my point my point being that we're, we're we're slowly seeing maybe not specifically with say like singular leaders um, mm -hmm. But forms of leadership push back in terms of like, no, we don't need fucking input from from the general public on every single decision. We need like yeah. some form of base leadership direction, someone to steer the ship. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I I feel like we're slowly seeing the tide shift back that yeah. way. From, yeah. from, the from optimism of DAOs has worn off a little, right? Because people realize that the actual execution or or day to day is difficult. Totally. Um, and yeah, I guess, you know, the current <clears throat> solution is like that hybrid model that I think a lot of people do, right? Where there's like a core team or a multi-sig that does a lot of the day-to-day -day things and then bigger, more sweeping things ending up getting brought to the community. Yeah. But is there like a, you know, is there like a hypothetical stage beyond that? Like if it's like, okay, full decentralized autonomy doesn't work and then like traditional C-suite function doesn't work, is it like the best thing that we do is just kind of <clears throat> mash those together or is there like a solution beyond that? Um, <clears throat> I would say that I personally disagree that the C-suite function doesn't work. Yeah. I think that for a lot of things, it's probably the appropriate approach. I mean, being able to have something, and obviously it's contextual and there's tons of nuance involved in like which approach you take and who you involve in the decision-making and how much the community, uh, matters in that process. Um, <clears throat> but I would say having, having a group of executives that they're, job is to make the thing work I mean, it's much better than having 1500 people in a discord who inherently their job isn't to make the thing work it's to make it work enough to make number go up so they can dump and move on to the next thing right. like there's not like most people don't give a fuck about like the long-term direction of a dow right it's just yeah. it's just larping right this like wag me woke i'm a part of 87 dows and we're all really working on this thing and I, I'm just this enlightened person that's working on this enlightened structure. You just wouldn't get it. You have to be, you know, you'll evolve to my position eventually. Don't worry. Like, I, I don't think that's going to work, obviously. I think that with what you had said, the optimism of DAOs um, or the romanticization of, of DAOs wearing off, uh, I think that you'll see a lot more structures that are similar to C-suite or maybe something new that is enabled by um crypto that hasn't been tried yet uh but I, I think it'll i think a lot of things will will trend toward a little bit more centralized from the organizational like decision making standpoint yeah 
Yeah, I don't, it was the. I think the optimism governance board was like one of the nails in the coffin for me. Oh, dude! Like, just like watching like some of the proposals on there, and I was like, this has to be a joke. Like, this can't be real. Like, yeah. was it people like proposing like different gas tokens or like it was just like really like yeah. insane to me, and it was like a real failure there. Um, and you know, obviously, like we don't have the answer because if we had the answer, we'd all be rich, and like our <laughs> beautiful new governance system would be the one that everyone uses, and right. you know, we'd already be independent. But I kind of wanted to touch on something you alluded to a little bit ago, which was like the that one of the guardrails is kind of like the social layer, right? Of like, mm-hmm. uh, if a leader is you know feels social pressure, they won't defect, which is kind of like funny because that's like the whole right that's the whole thing that crypto is meant to solve is like you should be able to decisions should be made outside of the vacuum of the social sphere um but then we are again like resorting to trying to align incentives and like well hey i'm not going to defect because it would be it would look bad or whatever Mm -hmm. um and i think that's just like a really interesting like you know unexpected thing about crypto it's like as we're trying to solve for the future our best way of keeping leaders from acting like shitheads is to be like, well, people would be mad at you, right? Or like it would yeah. be damaging to you socially. Yeah. Well, so I, I think that um, some of that comes from a little bit of bleed through with the expectation of how the base layer is supposed to operate. You know, the game theory that's at play um, with both like things like Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, where you're supposed to be you know, you can be an honest actor if you want to, but it's supposed to also work for rational actors, people that are strictly motivated by profit, incentives are supposed to be aligned such that the system continues running. Um, even if the person has a difference of opinion, even if your enemies, it's supposed to work. I don't think I don't think it translates to DAOs or social layers as cleanly. I think you have to look at it differently. But I think a lot of people because uh, the, the, the space is sort of predicated upon game theory and social consensus, you know, that's, it's like in the conversation to begin with, I think that might kind of be, I think that might be doing people a disservice, uh, because they, they come to, to, um, decentralized applications or, or organizations that strictly exist on chain. And they want to think about them in a way of like, how do we get rid of like that social requirement in the same way that you do with like Bitcoin and Ethereum nodes, but I don't think you need to. I think yeah. for things like Uniswap, for example, Uniswap, uh, like let's call it like V2. Like I know V3 is um, immutable as well. It's it's every bit as much of a, so to speak, a hyperstructure as V2 is. But you, V2 is like the quintessential, like perfect tool, right? Like you think about Uniswap V2, nobody owns it. Anybody can use it. Sure, the front end has... Uh, various restrictions imposed because you know there's the uniswap labs owned front end um but anybody can interface on it with their own front end you can trade any tokens that you want you can't actually ever delist anything from the protocol um i think that's a perfect example where the social layer can be cut out because the protocol can be made perfectly immutable and it works regardless but i think that if the protocol can't you know, if the protocol cannot survive without some form of like human, you know, upkeep, then I think you just have to not focus on getting rid of the social layer, but focus on the best way to uh, integrate it and and on the best way to manage it. Because I think that I think that trying to get rid of it where it has to necessarily exist anyway, it causes a lot of problems, for sure. 
Yeah, or figure out the best way to, I guess for lack of a better term, correctly incentivize, like push the right incentives for the social element if you have to, if you can't get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. Because uh, I, th I was thinking back to the um, the Sammy interview talking about things like, yeah, V2, V Uni V2 is a perfect example. Thing things that are put out there that don't need to be touched or yeah. com com completely just standalone products. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I'm not an expert in any way. It's just, it's got to be hard to design and, and and account for all of that when build when building this stuff. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah, it's like the idea that any you know that parts of the internet are run on this like piece of code that is thanklessly maintained by some guy in Arkansas, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, yeah. So how immutable can a system be if at one point you know somebody mm -hmm. has to go and update this, or if this ends up you know I th I think like certainly when you know, not that it's necessarily one-to-one, -one, but when like Flash became no longer the standard and everyone stopped supporting it and you have all these like legacy applications or pieces of media or or like points of, con like that was like a real moment that showed like, well, along the constant path of, of upgrading, <clears throat> right, we are going to run into those issues. And very rarely are communities or like community governance in any way like equipped with the right tools to make the decisions of how you go about that. Like how do you maintain or how do you right. continue to build or what gets left behind or how do you cut? Because almost all of those things are like you said, like for rational actors, like you have to make kind of a calculus of this decision does not yield this much profit versus like a community, a discord of like 20,000 people, mm. you know, there's going to be a percentage that no matter what are like, well, I think we should support this or I right. think this should be the, you know, right. There is, it's really hard <clears throat> to get all of those people, um, aligned and and certainly like empowering those people i think ends up leading to a lot of difficulties that we see in DAOs where they just get like gridlocked or yep. they misallocate those resources and they're building something that nobody cares about or supporting yeah. something that nobody cares about yeah and hasu had a great point toward your point about uh misallocating resources i think the entire bull market hasu spent you know saying like hey you should manage your treasuries properly yeah right and now we have DAOs that are <clears throat> that are like down 80%, right, at their all-time high values. And they have these treasuries that are like in the thin millions of dollars. And it's like, how do you continue operating? You know, and so... Yeah, yeah. I, I know, think that's I, good. I, I was going to say, like, I audited the books of a DAO that will remain nameless um, a while ago <laughs> as part of like a case study. And their treasury was losing like 9% consistently like week over week or reporting period Holy over reporting shit. period <laughs> and like they were it, it was like you know they were lo somehow losing in stables they weren't doing directional bets even and they were still experiencing this level of loss it, like holding in your own token or, or whatever will like always give risk but like treasury management just like when it went by the wayside um and i think nobody cared right because it was up only right like our coin will yeah. go up our treasury is predominantly denominated um yep. in our in our native token and so like we're fine um, and yeah, when that house of cards went down, it was crazy also then to see the actual performance of those treasuries. Like so few people were actually generating any type of returns that they talked about. Yeah. Um, and certainly like the traditional corporate treasury model is something like I work with a lot on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And it's just so crazy in crypto seeing like, you know, let alone like risk management or whatever, but just like actually how do you manage a treasury? No one seems to think about it. Um, yeah. because I feel like for a lot of these, you know, it's like a bunch of builders or technically minded people got together and they're like, well, I mean, 
why do we have to care about that like nerd math shit about like exactly economically if we're just like building something that's inherently you know this is just going to go up and it's going to be the next you know uniswap or whatever yeah yeah and for a while there the only treasury management that was being done was hooking the treasury into other ponzi's Right. And so, yeah, or the I mean, DAO's like pumping all every, every other DAO because everyone's got their yeah, own pool. Everybody's and, adopting yeah. like ohm and everybody's buying a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We're going to hold some curve tokens. We're going to, we're going to hold a little bit of this other DAO's tokens. It's like, that's not effective treasury management, man. Like, and th that comes from, I would say, you know, bull market mania, but also again, a failure in leadership and a failure to recognize that a handful of devs that as talented as they may be, a handful of devs and a discord full of apes does not make a c-suite right right yeah like you you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you should you have to recognize where you don't know what the fuck you're doing and i think a lot of DAOs just don't they're under this illusion that if you know if we have a lot of people come together in this this imagined grand marketplace of ideas that we're going to get the best of the best right and it just doesn't work that way yeah, you have I mean, to hire effectively like coin fashions you know people who are like DAOs are just bloated with people making ten thousand dollars a month who are not you know actually doing anything mm -hmm. and then devs are building something without any actual direction and there's no idea of how to monetize yep. um and it just yeah it looks more and lower like those bloated non-successful models from traditional like corporate life right like it's just you know very I've, and all love and respect to devs and engineers <clears throat> like i can't do it i think they're geniuses whatever mm -hmm. but there's very few times where those like types of units have been allowed to self-organize and have actually succeeded, right? right? Like it's very, very rare that the builders are running the ship and making the best financial or HR or staffing or marketing or whatever decisions. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And those people are great, but like I was recently at a work fun function and all of the people who are like sales facing or market facing were wearing suits and all of the devs were like wearing graphic t-shirts, which whatever, but literally in the middle of like a grand ballroom party, some right. motherfucker pulled out his laptop and dropped to the floor to start coding. And I was like, that's <laughs> really cool. Like good for you. But like yeah. you're the time, place, the optics, like the effect, yeah. like you just, you know, it was like such a clear moment of disconnect. Yep. Totally. Can Somebody, you guys hear the yeah, thunder okay. through my uh, through my microphone? No, is it no. where you are? That should not have said that. Right some on. weirdo. <laughs> oh, to, like, wow! Like figure out where is playing where is thunder happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, by the time this goes live, it's going to be like offset by a week. We recorded this um, a week ago, and uh, we actually recorded this two years ago. I don't know any like yeah. I don't know what Luna is. Yeah, um, I hope 3AC is doing well. Um, I hope Ohm is the future of finance. Um, I love that we're living in our own state. Well, I guess, you know, that's kind of a, a good topic. Then it's like those all were kind of metas, right, of this last cycle. Like, yeah. do, you, do you have any, like, inkling of, like, what you think is next? Um, and hopefully not an answer like that is, like, clearly ideologically based and awesome, which is, like, I think the next meta is, like, responsibility and transparency. <laughs> that's boring. Like, no one wants to. Like, that's <clears throat> obvious, right? Like, I hope the next meta is, like, us growing up. But do you have, like, any, I don't know, sense of, like, where you think maybe things are heading in an interesting way? Or even where you want things to go? Well... Um, from a Ponzi perspective and like, what's the next casino attention grab? I would have to say that I don't, I, I want to say that when, <clears throat> with the proliferation of roll-ups, specifically roll-ups where gas costs are amortized across, um, different users in a given batch, right? So you can have gas costs that are effectively negligible to the point 
where they are subsidized by the roll-up operators, um, like you saw on uh, what's that one? Immutable X, I think, is the name of it. Yeah. Right, the NFT one, right? They were gas was free. They were paying for it. It was only costing them like nine thousand dollars a day. Um, I think we'll see the return of things like Satoshi Dice, um, which is you know a game that used to be played on chain on Bitcoin, um, where you just gambled dice for a payoff. And uh, that for a long time was a, a big user of was a big producer of fees on Bitcoin. And when fees got to the point where that wasn't, you know, feasible anymore, it stopped being played. And, you know, you cannot play a game of Satoshi Dice on mainnet Ethereum. You'll die. You have to be like, like maybe Kobe <laughs> could play a game with himself, right, of Satoshi Dice on, on chain. But when we have these rollups where, especially after uh, EIP 4844, um, in, a, in a post 4844 world, the fees are just going to tank to the floor. And I think that we're going to have a little bit more gambling oriented Ponzi's come up. Satoshi dice, um, maybe like micro betting on various outcomes of things. I think sports gambling will come back in a, in a, in a pretty big way. I expected by now um, for the FTX prediction markets, I expected FTX to be all over this already. And there's a disappointing lack of like sports betting. Um, yeah, that feels like a really natural evolution for them. Right? Yeah. Like, and I'm sure they already have someone hired over there who's like totally MGM or whatever, who is like mm -hmm. all X DraftKings, who's just like, this, yeah, this is the next thing we're absolutely going to like dive into it. Yeah, I think that's I, I think it's inevitable for them. I also think that on chain applications um, that allow sort of the super frequent like, I don't know what you would, I don't know what the word for it is, if there is one, but like nano gambling, right? Where like, mm -hmm. you can just like fuck around with like a couple bucks on chain and rollups will make it cheap enough where that's feasible. Um, I think that'll play a, a bigger role in the next cycle. Um, and then the only other prediction that I have, I've got like a few ideas of where I think things might go. Um, I think that... I think we'll see um, in the topic of like gatekeeping and not protecting social groups enough. I think we'll see like a harsh swing the other direction. Okay, there's a bit of thunder along with. Um, can you guys hear that? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> a harsh swing as the thunder cracks across the sky. Um, I, I think we'll see like almost like a red scare of sorts. Sure. of uh of like people wanting to protect their in groups and like maybe it'll be spurred by like north korea's consistent presence in the background like seemingly hacking any and everything and like from what i've seen like their social engineering is pretty damn good but also like their social engineering from like just genuine assholes in the community you know and i i think we'll see hopefully um push back against that it might go too far to where there's some sense of like isolationism going on um, but I, I would hope that like that gets addressed a little bit because I'll say like personally, I've, I, I've seen people that are even in our like mutual friend groups or, or mutual like, uh, acquaintances that are just, they're not what I would consider to be good people. There's like a small handful and like they get the good graces of just enough people to constantly stay, you know, they're always present in a group chat but their behavior is like they'll they'll 
it's almost like predatory, right? Well, I, I've yeah. had a couple people. There's there's a person in particular that I will never, uh, you know, I would never talk about other than just like sort of alluding to. But there's a person in particular I know will message people things, direct message people things, hoping to get an outcome out of it. And they'll message things that are very clearly passed along, right? Where it's like it should be discussed with the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. but they'll, they'll sort of corner people and they have this habit and I've had people, you know, come to me and say, Hey, this person did this thing. And it's like, Oh yeah, 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 totally. I know what you like. I've heard it from another person before they've tried to do it to me before. It's a very, like, uh, I, I would say that like social groups, I would hope in the future are there, there's more tools to deal with. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you would call them like sociopaths. It is sociopathic behavior. The for generic sure. bad actor. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's definitely, they're definitely like around and they okay <laughs> uh they're definitely around and they definitely impact things and i've definitely seen one dismantle a group before um so i would i would like to see in the future that being settled a little bit and because you know right now there's no like what do i do to to solve that like do i make a stink on twitter and then it's like the drama of the week and then what i get ostracized for nothing happens to them no. you know yeah so I would like to see some kind of in- incentive structure or, or just something, you know, some way that social groups could protect themselves a little bit better. Because right now it's very, it's like disastrously subpar. Um, and then other yeah, than that, I, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I think part of that is like the inherent problem with like, this is fundamentally like PVP and, and mm-hmm. you know, game theoretic, like your ideal outcome. And so like what the, the bar is for when somebody is being a bad actor is really, you know, ambiguous in crypto. It's like, okay, I mean, if you're like front running and like, you know, I don't know, like you're getting the edge on someone, you're finding a drop, you're dumping on someone, like at what point, you know, we have to separate like that is fair game versus that is malicious. And I, yeah. I do think to your point, like people only really care if it's someone in the group doing it to someone else in the group, like, you know, no one cared when they dumped, I don't know, their optimism tokens, or if they like, you know, someone, we did a bunch of LP rotations, but like I, tons of great group chats with people I love who is just like the minute there is one of those opportunities, it's like blood <clears> in the water. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're going to move in a, this semi-coordinated fashion to maximally extract this value. And then like, I don't care what happens to anyone else. Right. Because that is kind of like the rules of, you know, what is it? It's like live by the sword, die by the sword, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that for is, sure. I think, ultimately just an absolute zero sum game, right? There mm-hmm. is no positive that comes out of that. Um, right. So, yeah, I think that's like really interesting. Uh, I mean, we definitely can stop this recording and you can tell us who you're talking about because we won't <laughs> right now because no, no, I'm no, so no. crazy. I'm just like, it's me somehow. I'm oh, monster. No, 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 not at all. No, <laughs> I, it's. um. Yeah. I think if it's one of those things where it's a it's a big enough presence that it'd be awkward to bring up to other yeah. people because like I've had probably like five people just like spontaneously mention it to me out of it just like through the course of conversation and I'm like you know I I don't like info dump on them every single time like yeah totally this person's done this 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 and this and I you have know, screenshots you, exactly but yeah. it's like it's those things that you take note of right like you have these kind of things that throughout the cadence of your interacting with the community, you sort of note uh, relevant things about people, the way they act and their their behavior. And it's just one of those things where like the, the person is definitely um, is definitely strictly zero sum and, and not even just in a, fa- in a financial way, just in a very like unkind, very like, I hesitate to use the word bully, right? Because like, you know, 
what is a bully in a space where you can just like block somebody and they, they don't affect your life. But when they're in, in like Tyler, the creator words, just how is cyberbullying real? Just turn off the computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, it, it's just, just a very like, it's a very unpleasant uh, uh, individual for sure. Yeah. And it's well, harder in group dynamics. Podcast. Well, uh, look, here we go. We're going to turn into one. <laughs> We're a comfy podcast. We'll start our drama podcast later. We'll get on our keys. That'll be our yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. But, we but need, it is um, harder in a... I was just going to say, I, I get that it would definitely be harder in, like, kind of the group setting, you know, even if a person is a bad actor. Obviously, you you mentioned, like, how they are perceived. Like, right. they have just enough clout, for lack of a better term, that, that people want to be associated with them. And so you don't want right. to cause right. that. If they, if they want you to dynamic. see them... Uh, yeah, if they want you to see them in a positive light, that's how you're going to see them. Yeah. Um, until you do something they're not, you know, happy with, then you're definitely going to hear it and you're going to, you're going to realize pretty quick, I think. Um, but it's also like how, like, it's almost, uh, you feel this need to like, I don't know, like, you know, when you see a kid like sticking a fork into an outlet and you're like, probably don't do that. You know, <laughs> this is why that's a bad right. idea. Right. It's like, I, I, I it's enough sort of to where I, interfering, though. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I would I would directly interfere with a kid sticking a fork in an yes, outlet, but, but that's <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I mean? protecting someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. But it's like I feel this like urge to just be like, "Hey, be careful, dude." You know, like I've seen enough. Just be careful. But you can't exactly say that. You can't exactly just go to everybody and just be like, "Hey, be careful of this guy." You know, because then it's going to be like you're just causing problem. You're causing drama. You know what I mean? You're so, suspicion. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Why, what do you have against this person? Like, yeah. 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 And it's just, it's a whole big thing, you know? I, and honestly, I, I don't care for drama. I, I don't want to, the last thing I want to do is like debate people or like argue on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like that shit is so fucking exhausting. Internet arguments, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I think it also doesn't help that so many entrants to the space are young, like, and young. Yeah. Like, you know, you're incentivized if you're young and like, it doesn't really matter what I do. Like I will take the, you know, do the bad thing for my gain because it doesn't matter. And then right. also like young people on the internet tend to be some of the most like self-righteous, cemented in thought, yeah. you know, like, you know, there's nothing like watching like two like people barely into their twenties, if that like get into some like philosophical argument on the internet. And I'm like, Man, just <laughs> like have you ever like paid rent? like you know you really got to chill out talking about you know x y and z and think you have the answers to the universe yeah um, like you've literally yeah, never like, sat in like five o'clock traffic <laughs> like yeah right i'd be like what have you ever done jury duty like what are you talking about yeah yeah for sure it's gonna be interesting too touching on like the the social um the social type of attacks because i feel like I, I feel like to some degree i agree that what I, like people aren't talking about it as much like i feel like it's it's kind of subpar but mm -hmm. i'm also seeing like a i feel like we're seeing a weird increase in depending on the community like be because the technical stuff is increasingly getting harder like there's going to mm -hmm. be more social engineering type attacks was it i don't remember if i mentioned it on a previous episode it was like nft twitter um a couple of influencers like got hacked a couple weeks ago like posting like spam links to like mint sites that would you know as is, as is seemingly the norm over there yeah but these were ones like if I understood right, and I haven't explored the story fully, but like these were people who had 2FA that was compromised. Mm, and so the mm. rumor at this point is, is it someone at Twitter? Is it like an inside uh, yeah. job type of thing? So it's like, so, the, it, so the social attacks I just fear are going to get more complex and difficult to yeah. 
I, I feel like when it comes to NFT people, it's probably like Occam's Razor. Like, <laughs> it probably isn't somebody at Twitter. Like, it probably was just one of them freely gave away their keys thinking they were getting another board ape or something. No. Um, but I do totally agree. I do totally agree. Like, there is there are a lot of attack surfaces and there are... I don't think I've seen a single resource on, like, how to prevent against, like, social engineering of your group, right? There is no, like, be vigilant narrative or message anywhere, really. I don't think... Because, you yeah, know, you've or... seen seen plenty on how not to get hacked or, like, how to interact with things safely, how to check, like, the output of, uh, of MetaMask to see that you're interacting with the right contract, how to check the contract. There is no, like, how to not get, like, infiltrated or, like, how to, like, maintain the vibe. You know? Yeah, I mean that's like the like intangible part of it that is like so much based on like life experience or or vibes yeah. or whatever is like it's one thing to be like, oh, this is right, like this is how you would avoid giving your seed phrase to someone. It's much different when it's like this is like how you tell if someone is like a, a good person or is like acting in good faith to the group or yeah. you know, it's and, and I think like inherently, right, people want internet communities to be as open and welcoming mm -hmm. and permissionless and like who cares you know as laissez-faire as possible and then when you open up those floodgates you know you've seen these very targeted groups in the past who have gone into other communities to like drain all the juice out of the fruit as fast as they can yeah and so yeah i mean that's the other hard thing like if you aren't you know well versed in how to like i don't know get a read on somebody um <clears throat> then you know it doesn't matter how technically proficient you are all that matters is that somebody you know takes advantage of you in like a social setting and you have right. the same if not like worse fallout than if someone had just grabbed your keys it's totally. almost kind of it's almost kind of weird because it's like we have the meme you know everybody's a fed but it's like no you really should check and make sure do that it's like a, <laughs> make yeah. sure they're not feds come on yeah ask them to show hole <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I've doxed to like uh, five people recently, um, and now in retrospect, I realize that should be my first question. I'd be like, "Sorry, buddy, you didn't pass the test." You didn't show hole. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, um, it's never worked as like a requirement, as a prerequisite. I don't think it's ever worked. <laughs> I was gonna be like, "What is your rate of success with that?" Is well, it? I mean, actually, it's, it's um, like very low, or it's like extremely high. So the original. Uh, it has worked before. Um, that that's cap. It has definitely worked before. Um, I'm my water over here really quick. Sorry. It's uh, uh no worries. Um, yeah, it's worked. I mean, people on the internet, there are people on the internet still. So you know, there's definitely I've been definitely sent some crazy things. Um, and I feel like there's definitely a few people where I could ask for crazy things and get them immediately. Um, Random stomach pics. No, I've never. That never. see now that you bring that up. Um, <laughs> That's funny that you say no, you never. But anyway, <laughs> um, the 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 stummy meme, right? That was a fun one because that one is that one had a lot higher success rate, right? Like that was like at one point I posted that uh, like something along the lines of just like wanting stummy pics, right? And like that day I got like seven or eight from different people, and it's like it's kind of like a mimetic thing, right? Like it's almost like a a meme that people are participating in that like, I don't know, they feel like it's like fun or whatever. Um, but it was also like, okay, you're definitely a real person, right? Like I, I have an idea of what you look like, right? Cause you've sent like two pictures from two different angles. Like I get it. It's like an element you know? that's vulnerable enough. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. honest yeah. and vulnerable enough. It's like, okay, I, I have, you, you get a general sense of 
Right. You're not a skinwalker. Like I know. Yeah. There is a very direct corollary there because I was something V and I talked before. It's like, but what do animals do if they show you they want to be friends? It's like they show their bellies, right? They like expose the vulnerability. And (laughs) there's like a very neat (laughs) and very clear uh, one-to-one right there. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, if you would like to, folks that's stopping you i need to leverage it i'm a proud owner of stummy.eth here <laughs> yeah that's wow. a good one to own that's a great yeah, one to own. Was, oh i really almost fell for the the meme i was gonna dm indy and then i was like you know what this is maybe breaking the cafe too much you know like this oh is i didn't a bridge too far i didn't tell you how i how i got him on the podcast <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, you saw compromise of me <laughs> yeah. My VR actually has been recording me this whole time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know, I actually did have like a kind of a random question. How do you get so many personalized reaction images? I feel like I see you drop indie reaction images to things, and I'm always like so jealous. Have like, you made you them? Or... Like some person on Fiverr, and you were just like, I need these expressions of this character. Um, no, but I am going to, uh, thus far I have just found pictures of the original character and just taking the time to try to edit them, um, on my own and just make them, you know, look like indie. Um, which is why, like, I, I don't think that I have enough. I want more for sure. Um, and some of them, if you like zoom in enough, you can see like remnants of like the previous hair color or like a little bit of things that are not quite perfect. Otherwise it would just take way too much investment. Uh, of time for you know what is effectively just a, an image that i'll post and then forget about um but no I, I i like having reaction images so eventually i'm gonna get uh for discord i'm gonna have you know a handful of uh indie emotes uh made and then just different reaction images in general drawn up and things like that i like having those i think it adds a lot when i'm able to Post those. Yeah, that's a lot of flavor to the brand. I would, I was going to say, like the person who I see who has done that the most has been V, like the V, yeah, facial uh-huh. like uh, expression. Oh, yeah, is, like, the really always, take like, to a green screen away. world and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She dropped a she dropped a V uh, a V sticker on me the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah that one. She's <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm falling behind with my personal brand. Like that is like the instant recognize the the doofy V gotta be my favorite. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it really that's, cracks me up every time I see it. That is the one it's definitely I, a classic. Yeah, when I like fell in love with it, I was like, this every time this doofy fucking face. It's because <laughs> it's just it's just so on brand at this point. Yeah. Um, Indy, do you have any hobbies? or things you enjoy that most people would be surprised to find out that you love? I was going to ask you guys the same thing, actually. Um, Yeah, Uh, I was going to ask you guys about, uh, and I'll answer the question, but I I was going to ask you about things about you that uh, people would be surprised to know or people that would never guess or things that you do generally. Yeah, well, you know. No one ever asks, you know, we never get it. Yeah, how are you? (laughs) How are you? How are you really? Yeah. Um, it's well, always when interview, not how interviewers. Yes. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> Can the interviewers do something? Yeah. Um, the, hobbies the that people no, would be, if the hobbies that be, people would be su- surprised about. Um, man, uh, I don't know. This I I should have a good answer because I have, I have this document 
um like kind of like of my life sort of <laughs> right where like you know if you were to ask me my favorite movie i right in this very moment i couldn't answer that um so like when it when things like that come to me i like to write them in this document so that i can remember for the future right so mm -hmm. someone asks me like what is your favorite such and such you know i can be like, oh, I wrote this down. I definitely, I, I thought about this. This is definitely it. Because I'm not always thinking of those things. And when I'm put on the spot, it ain't, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, um, I love making a dossier on yourself. That's so like <laughs> checkmate feds. Like I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, um, it, on that is a list of like hobbies that I enjoy. Just so like, one of the reasons I also do it is like, um, it's also like a therapeutic thing, right? Like everybody gets those days where you feel disjointed you don't feel quite like mm -hmm. yourself you you feel like things are wrong and you're not quite sure you know some some people you know sometimes it's easy to lose track of who you are and uh <clears throat> i am somebody that has suffered from or dealt with depression since i was like 10 years old and so i i, I have this as a mechanism where if i sort of lose track and i'm like what the fuck am i doing what the fuck do i want to do I can go to this document and be like, all right, bet. I know I like all these things. Let me just pick something from here. I'm going to go do that. And I'm just going to go focus on just that. So uh, things like, you know, hiking trails, um, kayaking. Um, these aren't really surprising activities. Um, I'm really. I mean, it's surprising for the internet. I feel like no one is ever like, yeah, my favorite thing is like going outside and, and like hiking a mountain. <laughs> Touching grass and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love being outside. Um, I, I love hiking trails. I love nature generally. Like, uh, you know, when, when Splat shares like the pictures of the bugs that he takes while he's like walking out and about, I love that shit, man, because I just, I'm, I'm so fascinated by bugs in general. I'm fascinated by birds. Uh, I, I am fascinated by, you know, snakes and frogs and shit like that. And I, and I love being fascinated by that because it's such a simple thing, you know, mm -hmm. and they're everywhere. Right. So like everywhere I go, there's always something that I can find enjoyable. And so that is that is definitely probably my number one thing is be outside, be in nature um, and to just to interface with that. And eventually, like I would like to start uh, documenting like local flora and fauna and, um, you know, tending to a garden of various plants that that uh would invite different you know insects and animals over to like my area so that i can take pictures of them or whatever just enjoy their presence um so i would say that's definitely number one probably not surprising i would say but uh yeah that's definitely by far i well i'm surprised i think that was a great answer <laughs> oh no yeah How about I feel TV? Like... what's your secret surprising hobby secret surprising hobby Mm. <laughs> um maybe it's not that surprising but i and i've been slowly getting back into it um i used to be super big on uh dream research trying to understand oh, cool. like uh dreams and trying to use like i i have a i have a ton of books on like lucid dreaming and trying to like take control yeah, yeah. And, within the dream and and exploring like that that aspect of the um just the human mind in general is just extremely fascinating to me but that particular element of like what are we doing when we're sleeping what's going on in the brain mm -hmm. and um all the different possibilities and i used to lucid dream a lot actually um i nowadays i uh i don't remember my dreams at all um i the last time i had a dream actually 
actually, I, I had a I had a nightmare recently, which is the first time in hell, probably fifteen years that I've oh, had wow. a nightmare. Yeah, um, it was yeah, it was awful. It was actually um, I I dreamt that Mugen died. Oh, oh well, that okay. That is not only a nightmare. That is like the greatest. Tra- yeah, that is a huge tragedy. Yeah, and and in this dream, and I told him about it too because I was like, "Yo, I just want you to know that I appreciate you a shitload, right?" Because like I had just woken up from this like emotional experience. It's like, damn, Mugen is awesome. So I'm gonna go tell him that today. Um, but yeah, it was like it was like this whole thing. I had to, I, I like got a message on his account, and it was like, "Hey, this is his mom. Like, are you Indy?" And oh, I'm like, wow. "What the fuck, go- dude?" <laughs> it was insanely lucid, and I Holy was, shit. I was, it was not a good time. And I like, I remember having to announce it to like crypto Twitter and like all of that, and it was like, it wasn't like scary, you know what I mean? But it was definitely, I would call that a nightmare because that was a very shitty, yeah, situation I have to deal with. It, I woke up and I was like, "Thank fuck, that's over, dude." You know, and then I like went to Twitter. I was like, Mugen hasn't posted in 18 hours. What the fuck's going on? (laughs) And then, you know, right. And then the GMCT tweet comes. I'm like, all right, okay, we're good. We're chilling. But yeah, I used to lucid dream a lot. Um, I I think I think lucid dreaming is really cool. And whenever it happens, it's a very interesting experience. What about you? I mean, I don't know if I have any that are surprising. Like, it's like poetry was like the way I had like an entrance into this space here. Yeah. Um, but I guess I actually, I, I mean, for like 10 years, I wrote a lot more than that. I used to write like a lot of um, like postmodernist fiction and, and like short stories and novellas. And like I built up like a pretty like sizable library of it. Um, and so I'd say like that, or like I collect books, like I, like that's always been ever since I was a kid, my dad's a professor and a big book collector. And so like my great joy is like hunting for rare first editions and like books for my collection. And like the room I'm in right now is just like, has all of my like most beautiful favorite old books in them. So yeah, I would say, I mean, but that's like, that's like a nerd ass fucking like word (laughs) sell hobby. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know if that qualifies as surprising. Like I wish I had something cool. It's like, yeah, I actually did like MMA would probably be my thing. But no, it's just just another like depressed, like yeah almost even have okay. kind of the uh the glasses the the, the i was just the gonna li- say the library and yeah, the yeah, library dweller like attire fox boy librarian <laughs> yeah this is not dissimilar from a very uh strong period of my personal fashion during some eras of my life as a young i believe man. it i believe yeah. it. yeah oh yeah definitely like what do the kids, kids call it now from Tumblr? Tumblr, like a, a dark academia. There was like some oh my god, <laughs> like very yeah, oh, a man. lot of cardigans, a lot of ties every day. I love it. Like it, yeah, it was a really profoundly awful look um, <laughs> and profoundly insufferable type of person. Like trying to talk to somebody at a party, being like, oh, interesting. Have you, do you read a lot of Mishima? Yeah, I am dark and brooding. I'm trying to play some fucking beer pong. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so definitely cringe to look back on now. I think Dark Academia is one of the weirdest tags I've ever searched on Tumblr. And yeah, but it is also the only one that isn't completely overrun by like K-pop, fan oh, yeah. <laughs> i don't know what it is but you can't search a single thing on tumblr nowadays without running into it like it's just all fanfic there's nothing else they see the well, other the fandom gone, competition so. <laughs> yeah you gotta like it, bomb it out right um 
here's a good one. What is one of your favorite things to eat? Like, do you have like something that you like to cook or like something in particular that's just like your absolute favorite <clears throat> food? Broad category, specific dish, however you want to. Uh, I cook a lot of Mediterranean, um, hey, specifically okay. Greek food. Yeah. Um, I just actually gave uh, my moussaka recipe to a few people. Um, it is very long. It's a very, very, it's not a difficult dish, but it is a demanding dish. Um, and it takes like, it could take you three to four hours if you're like slow yeah. with it. If you're not like, if you don't know how to just like bang it out real quick. Um, it used to be that I could make them in like, I could probably whip them up in like an hour. Um, but I just don't have the kitchen space for that right now. It takes a lot of dishes too. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of prep. It's yeah. great. that's like my, that's like my wife's like area of specialty in cooking, like is Greek food and her moussaka is like something she made early on. So I feel like I have, I have like no facility with cooking it, but I feel like I have a great fondness for that style of food. Yeah. And moussaka is one of those dishes where it does introduce that fondness. I think it's a great dish. And even in my recipe, I wrote that like, I, I, I was kind of cheesy, but I wrote that, it, you know, things that it pairs well with. I wrote like uh, the different types of red uh, acidic wines that it pairs well with couple different greek desserts that it pairs well with and then at the very bottom it says it pairs well with somebody that you care about to just like sit down and share a bite with and laugh with because it's oh. i think it's a great dish to uh you know it's a casserole right so it's a great dish you yeah. make plenty of it there's always more to be had and everybody gets like sleepy and wants to take a nap afterwards just good vibes all around but yeah greek food like for sure such a sucker for that like <laughs> cringe corny shit like dude really same i like i really i it like gets me every single time i think that embracing the corniness in certain aspects is super important um because that's like if you look at like what is the root of like most tradition in the world yeah it's probably it's probably like something some corny motherfucker did one time <laughs> and then people repeated right uh, so like do not do not uh stop cringing kill the part of yourself that cringes Exactly. Exactly. So I think that I think that corniness is definitely something that's to be embraced. Um, I, I think that like, you know, I think it's something worth pursuing, you know, sharing sharing experiences with people. That's something that I'm very big on. Um, even if it's just like digital, right? Like shared experiences like this that we're doing here this is great. People are going to listen to this later. Hopefully they don't think I sound like too stupid, you know, hopefully they're <laughs> able to listen and get a laugh and have fun but it's an experience that we're able to produce for others to enjoy. I love shit like that. And you get that a lot with cooking, which next to going outside and touching grass, cooking is by far, uh, I would say my number one. Well, it's my number two, I guess. Uh, going outside is my number one, but yeah. There's like a real pernicious part of the like stay at home and code or whatever, like internet withdrawal thing that it's just like, you would be so much happier if you just ate yeah. nice food that you made for yourself. And mm -hmm. if you had this shared experience of like, having a meal with somebody instead of like yep. yeah, glorifying, like eating terrible food that doesn't make you feel good. Well, I yeah. And or I was gonna say, I don't, I don't remember on the, the timeline, but it's like, oh yeah, it's the bear market. Like RHCT people start posting about like your outdoor or other like hobbies yeah. and stuff and seeing people like the, the, you know, the bug pictures are going outside or people's gardens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think that, that was Anon posting his indoor uh, like shrimp <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was like yeah this is a side hustle i've never brought <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I still don't know if that was real or not but I'm, i think I want, I, hey i want to believe i, I, I want to believe too i also want to believe we should ask him how it's doing Just i bet like, it's printing yeah it's got to be it's got to mm -hmm. be what's like the what's 
what is the impact of inflation on your shrimp farm? <laughs> um, I will never economically recover from my, my investment in shrimp farming. <laughs> Damn, what was I just about to say? Uh, something along the lines of the topic. Oh, 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 with VR. Yeah. So, yes, with the whole like, uh, you know, I for some reason, the whole live your life through the headset and like, mm -hmm. you will go to school in the headset, you will go shopping in the virtual mall and hang out with your friends in the headset, despite the fact that we're doing it right now. And I think this is great. Um, I, I think that as as like a as like a VR centric future, that idea makes me like deeply uncomfortable. I think yeah. um, I, I and it's for that reason that I like AR a lot more. Like, I think that the world is just insanely beautiful. It's like impossibly beautiful, um, the world and just the universe in general that we live in. And so, like, <clears throat> I, I think that being able to augment it is the better solution for me personally, anyway, than to retreat into a different world. I mean, I, I definitely I find VR very fun. Um, once it gets set up, I, I think that getting into it is a major pain in the ass. Um, at least it has been for me, but, um, and I think it's great. Like I was, I was able to spend five hours hanging out with, uh, Miyuki after, you know, he tweeted something like, I realized all my friends are a 400 by 400 pixel on my screen. And I, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I literally that night I messaged him cause we had talked about like hanging out in VR before, like playing video games together. But I mean, he's like, you know, north of 12 hours ahead of me. Right. And so the timing is very difficult to get right. So I ended up staying up till four in the morning and we were able to hang out in this, this same world and a couple of other different places. And I, I definitely wouldn't give that up for, for anything, the ability to do that. But I, I think the idea of just like isolating entirely in VR and like metaverse mm -hmm. in general makes me deeply uncomfortable. I think that augmenting the world that we have, making the world that we have better, uh, that is a much more appealing idea, idea to me. And uh, like I said, you know, I'm an, I'm an optimist. I'm an unabashed optimist. I don't care how much it bothers people. I don't give a fuck what the empirical data says that we should think and feel and everything's, you know, this and that. I don't care. It's like, I think that when, when people worry about things like that, it makes me laugh because it's like, what, what are, why are we even here? You know what I mean? Like the yeah. whole premise of everything as it is, is absurd. And it feels like people that are like, you have to be unhappy. You have to be recognizing how bad it is and you have to know it's going to get worse. I feel like you're racing to an understanding of something that is inherently not able to be understood. And it's almost Completely. like, it's like cute in like a naive way. You know, it's much harder, I think, to be optimistic about the state of things. And there are definitely times where like something will happen and I'm like, I don't know how this gets better. I recognize that it definitely keeps getting worse. I still believe it is going to be better in the future. I just don't have the answer. But I think it's a lot harder to look at that and say, I, I still have faith that it's going to be better in the future. Because, you know, it's easy to be like smug and like, yeah, it's fucked and it's going to stay fucked, right? And it's going to get yeah, more yeah, fucked. Yeah. And here's my little study says we're fucked. <laughs> there right? Is and that, if you think if you're happy, I'm going to be like, yeah. You know, that, that yeah, everyone loves it, you know, and acting like it's so enlightened to be like, you know. Oh, it's so fucking worse. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I actually, like, I'm sorry, the indomitable human, human spirit, uh, I think, holds up much more true. Yeah, like, you're racing to nowhere in particular, and you feel very smart about it, and that's good for you. But, man, 
just shut the fuck up you know <laughs> yeah. get off Foster my timeline dude. Water. <laughs> yeah there's a i've muted a couple people that are like that um at least in in like just things that recurrently pop up on my timeline or like keywords you know what i mean that people just debate endlessly and it's just like i don't have time for this you know i don't have time for this like the other day when everybody was arguing about like genetic determinism which jesus oh my fucking God. christ jesus right christ. <laughs> yeah so everybody was arguing hour yeah so everybody's arguing about genetic determinism and like <clears throat> lawrence posted the real lesson here is like the next time that indy gets excited about uh something ai can do yeah. let's all shut him down and i was like no dude the real lesson here is that everybody spent the day arguing and i spent six hours in my pool and got 90 minutes of exercise and yeah. six hours of sunlight like so who's <laughs> laughing know. now like <laughs> exactly it's like you know and, and that that was very annoying because it's like that was a I, I expressed an optimist opinion of course and so we have to go we have to whip out the studies and the empirical data why i shouldn't be happy and all but you know but yeah the, i think the lesson there is just go outside more you know do things that make you happy for sure because there people will give you a million reasons to be upset and a million reasons to like think and convince yourself that everything's going to get worse and i think that if you look at like the state of the world it's very easy to get stuck in like a pessimist mindset like totally. you can't you can't affect like corruption at like the highest levels of corporate america right but you can manage things locally so if you more localize your influence and you focus on the things you have impact on and just remain optimistic about the rest while still doing what you can to like have a better world i think it's a much better way to be than just like yeah it's fucked concept of a circle of control what is within your circle of control influence yeah. and then yeah yeah because i definitely yeah. when i was like 17 you know i used to be very very angry at the world and uh i just i can't say that i am anymore and i i'm definitely i would much rather it be this way you know yeah and i think it's a process of maturing like v said like this this fear of control like the understanding that you can control yourself to some extent, yeah. right? And then I think that is like that you you grow up, you realize maybe I don't have to be suckered into this type of dead end thinking about everything being terrible, and actually that maybe right. things are not not you not as bad as all that. And at the very least, I don't have to present them that way. I totally. rationalized it as uh, I, I I saw the anger, and I'm like. I'm, I don't have the energy to be angry anymore. Like, yeah, it wears you that's down. So tiring. Too. Yeah. Oh, like, no. I'm an adult. I got shit going. You know. Yeah. It's it's like, like, yeah. 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 Plus, like, you know, if if you're if you're mad about everything, you can't be there for the people that like need you. You yeah. know, like, yeah. uh, one of the things that I, uh, <clears throat> I'm very like, uh, I guess proud of myself, and I like, I I don't want to like. I guess be like self-congratulatory over it or whatever but being able to be uh to provide like a healthier perspective to people that are closer mm -hmm. to me i think is something that i value a lot um i know a lot of my friends i've got like probably a, a small handful of people that i've met through crypto twitter that i would consider family at this point or something like close to family anyway um and I've, you know, being able to be there for them and, and being able to help them through the shit that they're going through, I think that I don't think that's something I would be capable of if I had a negative mindset about everything or just like a very cold, like, here's what the numbers say type mindset. I, I think being able to like to really believe in that and 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 speak that to other people to be able to like convince them and, and, and show them a different perspective to look at their situation like that's not something I would ever give up for the sake of being like a realist, you know, or or whatever 
enlightened, if you will. Yeah. I was gonna uh I was gonna comment on the uh your your perspective on VR. I, I am I am definitely very much a, a VR proponent. Um totally. But I, I'm I think I'm I think I'm a proponent from the perspective of using it as an option or choice. My my mom harped on me, it's like, okay, you can't go to the Grand Canyon in VR and right. say it's the same thing as the real thing. I was like, having been, having done both, I have been to the Grand Canyon and in both VR and it's like, <laughs> yes, obviously there are, there are things at least with current tech that that don't carry over. The experience is not mm. the same, but I mean, it's one of those advantages, disadvantages, and evaluating it for yourself. Like I can go for sure. There, time, yeah, you know? there are some really beautiful things you can see in VR. There are some really amazing worlds that I've hopped across, and I've just like sat there, like, "Holy shit, dude, this is crazy!" And those are things I you mean, just I genuinely cried in the cannot world, see. You know right. what I mean? Like I had right. an intense emotional reaction, and, and like you know, even though through V like was very aware of VR until I like really experienced it for myself. I did have kind of a dismissive mindset. I was like, well, I'm not, you know, who cares? But then again, you yeah. know, that is a weird stance to take when like, I don't know, you, I, I like cry anime all the time or like video games that made me feel yeah. something or like a painting yeah. has made me feel something. It's like, yeah, what, what about this other medium makes people feel so attacked that they have to be like, well, there's no inherent value there. Yeah. Plus I, I would, I would, posit that those people haven't like fucked with someone's cat ears before in <laughs> vr it's not until you do that that you really understand just like how uh <laughs> i know what you're doing <laughs> yeah it's it's honestly it's kind of crazy you know and it's like yeah. it's it's like a simple thing but when you're like close to somebody and you're interacting with somebody you're not physically touching them but you're able to like interact with what they're presenting as themselves I think it's definitely pretty powerful. I think there's there's a lot of value in it for sure. I just don't want to like some people will sell it as like we're going to spend the rest of our lives like in a dark room yeah. with the headset the strapped to your face. Yeah. Like you've seen the the picture of the of the uh the guy that's like laying on the dirty bed, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he's like he's like leaning up against the wall, he's got his headset strapped on. It's like there are some people that will dead ass look at you and say like that's where we're headed. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. See a big problem. Yeah. It's no different than a a spaceship escape from a dying planet, right? Like, it is a pure escapism thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and I I think it's like, I maybe it's just like an inherent, I don't want to be arrogant enough to say, like, it's better or worse. It's it's an option, and there are pros and cons, and everyone has to to evaluate it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, And there's, there's nothing wrong with preferring it either. I mean, I, there's, I can also recognize that there's a million other reasons why somebody would prefer to be in VR over real life. I totally get that too. Uh, It especially goes back to like the uh, gender identity and expression thing. You know what I mean? It's a lot easier to do in VR than it is to do uh, in real life. So that's one of those things that um, I have the, I guess, the fortune to not have to to worry about that but i can get why if somebody was dealing with that they would want to you know they would prefer being in vr rather than going out to fucking be around a bunch of people that are you know they can't control that environment and what have you yeah oh i can finally be the big titty goth anime girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) i mean who doesn't want that you know every day of their life um Speaking of anime girlfriend, this is the question that historically has separated what I'm going to call LARPs from real ones, oh which is, Indy, what is your favorite anime <clears throat> of all time? My favorite anime of all time. If I said the real one, I think it would dox me. 
Um, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shit. I guess without the real one, what the fuck do I pick? Now I have to pick something that sounds cool enough, don't I? <laughs> we, hey, we promise we would edit out the real answer. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, I would have to say, like, when you consider like emotional depth and like artistic um, expression, uh, I would have to say that like Dragon Ball Z is like it doesn't get. No, not buying it. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, really, nothing. I was gonna I was like, I, I was like, wait. You guys got perfectly still. You guys were like, like literally. I there was a moment <laughs> where I I feel like me and I are generally pretty in sync. Where I'm sure like the same like thought current went between us and being like, is this gonna <laughs> <laughs> it's like hmm. yeah no um no I'm just joking I'm kidding I, I do love Dragon Ball Z I mean, but I don't think it's like the greatest. Just talk about Dragon Ball music in the DMs recently. So I was yes like, you yeah laid the breadcrumbs. Yeah I am. Um, oh shit, dude! The other thing that I was gonna bring up. Let me bring it up after this. Um. Yeah, I'm a Faulkner score maxi, definitely. It's such um, a bizarre. I mean, I, I understand it. I get it. <laughs> I can respect it. I just can't meet you there. You know, I can't be there with you. You have to you have to remember what it was like to be watching uh Adult Swim, Toonami, rather. You have to remember what it was like to be watching Toonami and like as a as a young like American kid, like hearing like the rock and roll, like the guitars, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the guitars and like the you know, you just don't get that in the other score. And I feel like if it had stayed a story about mysticism, mm, totally. like Dragon Ball, then that score would have made sense. But Dragon Ball Z was like pure shonen, like just action. And I feel like the Faulkner score captures that so much better. Just dudes Not that I want to like debate yeah. it, obviously, but... But yeah, I, I love the Faulkner score for sure. We just got to find, we got to now, this is like going to be a great debate for the future. We'll just find someone to come on and just like vehemently argue with you. Like someone who's just so pissed about <laughs> We just talked about, don't do internet debates. <laughs> it gets crazier too, because there's certain cuts of Dragon Ball that are like better than the others. And so, and there's certain studios that have done recasts and like voice animations and, and voice acting. So like my like favorite presentation of Dragon Ball Z is probably... Uh, one cut from one studio, one recording from. Oh, I'm about to drop something on. It's gonna piss you off, probably. One recording from one studio, and then the Faulkner okay. score. And now, on that note, I prefer dub to subbed most of the time. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It is what it is. That is. It is what, what it is. This. This is. We've said before. This is a comfy show. This is about like <laughs> meeting people and like connecting with people. But honestly, um, that's fucking insane. You that come into like our house <laughs> and you say such. This is like. Oh, man. This is like. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to try to. I do, prefer, I do prefer manga over anime, if that counts. Sure. Hey, right. I can, yeah, okay. I can get behind for, with that. Uh, I totally. But okay. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, my anime knowledge is severely lacking. No, oh, no, that doesn't help. That's fine. That's, <laughs> the, you're not the one under the gun here. You're not the one who just walked into a bar and shot a fucking revolver in the air like it's like some Wild West thing. And you think it's all going to go back to normal. The piano is stopped in the corner. The bartender just dropped a glass. <clears throat> this is the, okay. I could see, I guess, like Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, original dubs, and like 
oh man, I just, it is so, I have such a strong cringe reaction to the American voices. And I saw a great tweet about this, which is like, it's not that American voices are the cringe part of anime. It's that anime dialogue is cringe. And if you hear it in your own language, you're aware of how cringe it is. And in Japanese, yeah. like, this guy sounds so cool right now. As he's That's probably why it. I don't watch as much anime as other people, because holy fuck is the dialogue typically very bad. Yeah. yeah right. And rough. so it's like, wow. I, yeah. So uh, don't get me wrong. Like I'll, I'll listen to subbed anime, but like maybe it's an ADHD thing. It's probably undiagnosed. I don't know for sure that yeah. I have that, but it would make sense. But like I just, it's hard to focus on the subtitles the whole time. It's gotten worse over time, I think, for me as well. Like I just have such a hard time like actually doing that. And I think that's yeah. versus like manga. I can sit down and read a whole series in like a day if I feel, you know, if I clicked in. Damn, that's a really, that's like a big shocker. I feel like someone just like, I don't know, poured ice <laughs> water down my shirt. I've also just... never seen the anime that uh, Indy's original art comes from. But I think that's fair. It's like pretty obscure, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that that's probably fair. Yeah. But yeah, Only so a um, LARP. <laughs> um, the other thing I was gonna say was you brought up Gaia Online. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot I, of time on that as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and it was I, um. Man. <laughs> you actually mentioned like begging your mom for money to get like the 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 gold. And yeah, yeah. That, I, I remember when she bought me the Lunar Scythe. Oh, hell yeah. I, I was yep. like, and, and there was no like game element. I was just like, this is such a cool thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm surprised there's not more guy online discourse. Like everyone talks about RuneScape and I'm like, I think yeah. the real, like the real ones, the real weeb shit, it mm -hmm. came from Gaia online. Yeah. I posted, um, I posted my, my old Gaia avatar once and they got no, nobody interacted with it. Like two people oh liked God. it. Yeah. I and I, I like log in. I definitely can. I logged in the other day um, just to check it out, see what's going on. I, I think inflation, oddly enough, like destroyed the economy there. Like there's yeah. now there's a currency called platinum because, of course, that's what you do. Uh, you go from gold to platinum eventually. Um, but like, man, I remember when I was a kid, like the OMG hat was like the thing to have, you know? Like it's like falling back through time. It's like, what is it? It's like Proust with the Madeleines. Like you've just sent me back <laughs> decades. You know, <laughs> in 2003. Uh, very <clears throat> not extensively. I definitely, but okay. between the two, I definitely fall more the RuneScape like that was. As do yeah. I. I went from Gaia to RuneScape, but I spent a oh, long time. And other kinds of things. Yeah. yeah, I spent a long time on Gaia and and Gaia Online and both Gaia Online, RuneScape and, and 4chan probably impacted my life like a shitload. And it all I starts. Mean, there's a beautiful brain poison right there. That tries. Yeah. yeah, you're just you're shot. You would be. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I there's I no hope. I'm like, I would be so well adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I remember like talk about parasocial relationships. Like I thought Locke back in the day and Lanzer were like the coolest motherfuckers wow. dude yeah wow. man yeah i thought they were the um, coolest people and i never knew i don't know anything about them still i could probably find a picture of them if i looked online but i just don't want to you know i am um, kind of yeah, from that yeah in well i don't want to ruin the bit. i don't want to ruin the image of them that i have in my head like Locke and lanzer were like so important to gaia at the time and they wow. were like whenever they posted it was like yo there's a new fucking Locke post. Like, Locke is so cool. Who is he? Something. Yeah, <laughs> big news. Big news on the streets. I got to tell all my other internet friends. Yeah. 
Crazy times, like yeah. hanging out in the town square and everything, running around and shit. That was such a good yeah, time. Yeah, when they made the first like actual graphical interface mm-hmm. was like one of those moments I was like, this is incredible. And I, you know, I was so like obsessed with dot hack as a kid, like yeah. just like to the core. My username on everything was like Balmung. Like I have all this, <laughs> I'll have all this like dot hack shit. Like I right. love, and like, I was like, this is as close as I'm going to get to being in the world. Like I have my avatar and like, I walk around Like, yeah, I mean, it was totally, it was, it's such a clear line to like who I am as a person, this guy online, yep. which is so shameful. I like, I'm sure there are like cringe, like RP threads out there. Oh my God, as like an dude. OC, like just like, I'm sure if someone really like no information I feel like could have hurt me as an adult, like I would not be embarrassed, like nothing, you know, nothing except for your guy comments that that would destroy obliterate me. That, Same. Would, that would undo me as a person. Everyone I know would lose respect. For me. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, man. I was no like 11 that. years old, like participating yeah. in these fucking RP threads and shit, man. And the shit, yeah, it was great. Like it was a weird time. Old, like typing about boobs in a fantasy setting. Like, God. <laughs> Probably be me. Yeah, the, actually, probably for the sake of the world, Gaia Online should be wiped from the internet. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, totally. It's. I'm surprised it's still around. They are definitely. You go there, you can tell they're definitely like dying. But like the chatterbox is still going. Like there's still new threads and coming up on the chatterbox. Uh, people still, largely. I was talking to this about somebody the other day. Um, people act the same exact way. If you go, if you sign in and you go to the chatterbox, people still have like their signatures and their little random LOLXD phrase and their signatures. They still have like some people have signature box in life so much. That was the best. If you were like sick with like the the markdown or whatever, and Uh you just had like a great signature box and you did like a bad. You'd like center it and oh yeah. yeah. Center aligned. That is like a lost art. Totally. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. No, that was a that was a wild time, and it was. Uh, I feel like we should do a bonus feature at, of this episode now, where we log on and show our our guy. Oh accounts. boy. Oh, okay, goodness. I might have to sanitize some things, but yeah. I, <laughs> the minute this is done, I just like the urge to log on. I I, I mean, have to see. I can like remember so clearly. I mean, like it was such a big part of my life. Like I, I shit you not. Uh, my my late stepfather had an account. My mom had an account. My brother yeah. had an account. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. My whole family had it. My mom was like, I got to spend time with my two exactly. little weeb sons. So yeah. I guess I'm going to, yeah. She had like a Neopets account as well. Neopets wow. would have been my, that was my, yeah. that was a yeah. big one. I Did you ever got, do um, uh, Orbits? No. Like, it, I think that was the name for it. It was like Cartoon Network's like little trading card game oh. where you could trade like stickers and shit. I, feel like I posted about briefly. that one time too. And people were like, not, whoa, dude. Not that. But the best thing that ever happened was when they did that tsunami game where like the ship was in trouble and you had to like help Tom. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. All of this, and like the progress every week like changed. How was I remember Uh being a kid and being like, "This is the coolest shit of all." That was like the primitive like Fortnite concert. Yeah, you know, like like, ARG. Like yeah, so crazy. Yeah, I almost got um. I don't want to say sex trafficked by I almost okay. fell prey to a yeah, it's a good face. I was in I was maybe like <clears> six <throat> fifteen or sixteen. I was in a bar in New York on New Year's and I ended up talking to this guy who gave me this really cool pair of like glow in the dark skeleton gloves. 
and I was like, you know, trying to make conversation. I don't know why I was there. And he was like, yeah, I work for Neopets. And I'm like, oh, my account got locked many years ago. He's like, I'll unlock it for you. Like, what's your, give me your info. And oh, in boy. retrospect, <laughs> I was like, to be, if like, obviously I said no, but I'm like, what a great pitch to like try and abduct like a teenager. I was like, that would, I would have fallen Jesus. for it immediately. Hey, I've got a free paintbrush <clears throat> in my van. <laughs> I mean, literally, I, um... literally, I was like, oh yeah, I can get my Neopets back. Yeah. I, uh, my grandma actually lived next to a guy whose wife discovered that he was into some pretty fucked up shit, um, <clears throat> for some individuals that were obviously, you know, he was preying on people that were way too young, you know, oh, and, nice. uh, his role, his job, he was like the head of marketing at monster, like the energy drink. Oh, and it's nice. like, oh, you know, geez. yeah. So it's like, damn, you really picked that one pretty carefully didn't you you know that's like i mean yeah it's it's like that um the lewd monster thing of like the monster can girl be like hey kid you want to have a monster that guy saw that and he was like shit yeah <laughs> yeah now we've got the monster can of stolfo oh, yeah. i mean <laughs> is it, the world is healing itself god i want to <laughs> i want to do guy online so can we bring back like signatures <clears throat> on our on our tweets like there I'm could probably be like, like a, a a dashed line yeah sort of i'm just gonna start i'm gonna start participating in protocol governance and i'm gonna start <laughs> adding signatures <laughs> to my posts and just not explain anything about it nice. yeah just like three different <laughs> colors like yeah. a, a photoshop of full metal alchemist you know 100 like, like a perfect form sig yep 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 wow um you know wow that sent us like down i'm honestly online. <laughs> such a rabbit um, you know, but we usually ask, like, is there anyone you want to shout out? Like, do you have a favorite <clears throat> tweeter or do you have like a something you're working on that you want to shout out? Do you have anything you want to shill or plug or just someone that you want to give are... a huge love to? Yes, I do. And I wrote a list. Let me get my phone. <laughs> oh, he came prepared. <laughs> yeah, I came prepared. <clears throat> Hold on. I'm, I'm looking at this. Come that prepared. Let me just say right. you are more prepared than we are. Probably. Yeah. I Although listened to all of the, to just fair. about all of the ones back before I did oh, this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. The, we did, it wasn't all for nothing. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, let's see. So I definitely, I have to give a shout out to, uh, to, um, to Wraith, Twitter user. Um, people probably seen them around in the community. I have to give a shout out to Wraith. Wraith I'm very close with Wraith. Uh, appreciate them very much. Uh, I have to give a shout out, obviously, to uh, Mugen. Mugen is like a, a brother to me. Um, you know, I, I, I cannot say enough about how awesome of a person he is. Um, and he should definitely have way more followers than I do. It's it's criminal. So uh, follow follow Mugen Trader if you haven't already. I think he's got like almost 6,000 followers. He should definitely have something like 60,000. Um, <clears> definitely a shout out to uh, Miyuki. Uh, Miyuki's another one that's like family to me. Uh, I love Miyuki a shitload. Um, and one day hope that, you know, we'll be able to hang out not in VR and uh, not, you know, near 20 hours uh, apart. Um, I would say that there is, let me get my list open again. This shit fucking closed on me. I mean, those are already such good shout outs. Yeah, those three, man. I, I love those three very much, like endlessly. And uh, I, I would do anything for any one of them. Um, Christine Kim and Tim Bako, uh, both of them give such great, uh, all core devs recaps for the Ethereum calls. Um, I would say 
Christine, Kim, and Tim Bako, like if you're not following them, check them out. It's probably going to be a little bit quieter after the merge happens because it's not like, you know, you're not listening to every call like with this great anticipation, at least probably until like 48, 44 comes along and is like ready to be implemented. But um, their recaps for the ACDs are, are just so good. Um, I would say if you give any kind of a shit about like what's going on in Ethereum, you should definitely follow them, check them out. Uh, and let's see. Probably going to butcher the pronounce uh, the pronunciation on this, but Polina, we all follow Polina, but I wanted to give him a shout out anyway. Um, and I do totally, I do totally feel the same way he does in that uh, talking about rollups is just not fun anymore. And mm-hmm. so that is why, like, <laughs> I, I struggle to balance like shit posting with like technical posting because it's like before when you know rollups were a lesser explored topic, you could give your opinion on them, and then you know shit post about femboys or whatever for like a day or two and then like pose another thing about roll-ups and people are like okay this guy still knows stuff now i don't know what the fuck to talk about where roll-ups just aren't that interesting you know it's like a hurry up and wait situation so uh, i definitely sympathize with him but i also appreciate him greatly um and then ethereum cat herders ethereum cat herders is another great way to keep up with the developments that are going on in ethereum um i i have that account it's the only account that i have on notifications actually i have i have moving on notifications too um, but that is the only account that's the account that I've had on notifications for the longest. And if you have like any questions, anything that's going on with any EIP or any call or whatever, the Ethereum cat herders account has like got you covered. It's going to retweet that stuff. It's going to post about what's going on. Um, I think it's great. And then, uh, shout out to YouTube for hosting <laughs> me here. <laughs> we, I, we always, we never expect the shout out, but when it comes, uh, we do love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say so, kind yeah. of a because because like a follow up would be like who's the, who's the one person that like they post or you have them on notifications immediately <clears throat> like you see the post they immediately light up. I, I'm I'm guessing Mujin from what you but yeah definitely okay hundred percent hundred percent that is a person I like I spend we talk for like hours on any given day for sure. He's such a goddamn sweetie. Yeah, a, totally. A true, a real treasure of the community. Yeah. And very sorry about that nightmare because that isn't that would be a nightmare for any of us. Yeah, right? Like, that, man, what the fuck was happening there? Like, I go... Mo- that would be a day of mourning on a very specific area of CT. Well, I went like... I, I talked to him the entire day afterward and I didn't bring it up. And then I was like, by the way, this happened. And he was like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. It's like, I'm like, I'm okay now. I definitely wasn't okay when I woke up. Like I was, I was like fucked up, you know? Anything, maybe it's just like a subconscious, like here's, here's how much you care for this person. That's yeah. just what or I chose to take happens. it as. Yeah. That's what I chose to take it as. I was like, Hey man, I fucking appreciate you. I just hope you know that. I thought you died for a second and that was really <laughs> not fun. Oh, <laughs> Well, you know, just to kind of like return the shout out, like we're so happy you're here. Like in particular, like you and Carnation are the first people I really met on crypto Twitter. Um, and it does kind of feel like one of those great like full circle moments, like personally, totally. like, you know, getting to when I still had like, I don't know, like a hundred followers, like you two are right. the first people I talked to and like wrote poetry with and like went back and forth doing memes with. So yeah, it's just very, I'm very grateful that you, you know, joined us and were so like candid and, and open and, you know, yeah, I don't know. It just feels it's fun also that it's the, my first VR episode. I know it's old hat to V, but like yeah. it feels very uh yeah, I don't know. Like it's very like emotionally fulfilling that we get to be in this like virtual space together and totally. talking after all this time. Yeah, no, I'm definitely glad we did this. I was literally I, I, I spent no shit 
all day yesterday fucking around with this avatar, man. And I was trying to get it perfect. And like, that's, there's a reason my hair is not moving. I had a lot, whole lot of problems. I was going to get my little fucking hoodie uh, strings moving yeah. and everything make you know animate it as much as possible you guys are over here with your hair and your ears the hoodie strings not moving totally ruins the immersion for me you know exactly so, okay exactly. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's the sticking point that was well, my big I, concern and, and i feel I, kind I, of bad for like springing it on you because I, I i just on a whim because i did the nemu one yeah, let then... the record show she gave me about uh like two days notice to say hey we're gonna want to we want to let's do it let's do it in vr and i was like all right I'll try. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Literally I, two days ago. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's why I was like, if oh, you so wanted, yes, I'm passing blame to you. I was like, <laughs> well, you have your headset, so why not? I uh, yeah, so I was gonna say like there was like a part of me that was like, do I just tell them like, let's do it in VR, but not record the video, or like let's just do it over call because like I can't get this thing right. I was and expecting like, a no. So the fact you well, said due yes, to like, like <laughs> there's like some childhood shit that's like if I'm not physically like representing myself in like the mm -hmm. way that I feel comfortable with, I it's like a I was telling you, it's like a it's like a form of dysmorphia almost. Yeah. Like if you're not if I'm not wearing something that and obviously this doesn't like I don't have purple hair. I have like short, medium brown hair and like a long beard, or like a, it's like it's like it's like long enough. It's not super long, you know what I mean? But it's like very big and fluffy beard and like like, I definitely don't look like Indy in real life, right? But there is no VR avatar that looks close enough like me to where I don't get that weird, uncomfortable feeling. So mm -hmm. I figured, fuck mm -hmm. it, I'll just make Indy and that's just what I'll, I'll just own that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a trip. I, I legit spent all day from like 11 a.m. to like 2 a.m. trying to mess around with this avatar <laughs> to get it like production ready right <laughs> so that i could come in here like yeah. professional and like have the floppy hair too and shit oh, i was I almost gonna say like we should probably just not do this but i'm glad that we did oh man so, there's something it, to oh i was gonna say no no i was just gonna be like obviously it's not perfect i'm this bunny boy <laughs> instead of my usual beautiful fox persona you know i'm like i got like the cuffed up pants and like the dumb face so it's like yeah i i get it you know <laughs> and never worry the last thing you have to worry about with this show is professionalism in any way yeah yeah no. or viewers I make that joke a lot, but like someone else making the joke just makes it <laughs> so much harder. Uh, it oh, comes man. from a place of love. A million people are going to see this one. Yeah, a million bumping, people. Well, yeah, we just we're trying to get celebrities. That's yeah. This is the big. <laughs> there, there's something to be said for like a physical, like using your hands and like a physical presence when you're talking yeah, yeah. about mm -hmm. expressions. That that was part of it too. But um, oh, I had definitely a few comments. I think what was your tweet? Like your you were watching like avatar videos or whatever and you posted like one with a bunch of loot options and i got a couple of messages like oh yeah so what are you going to be doing on this podcast <laughs> so like a bonus one. when we make a patreon it will be the you know the things people really want to say you gotta you gotta chill out yeah you get like access money. to a world with like lewd like npcs of everybody's avatar and do whatever you want with don't That's you have to monetize that way we can yeah. uh... <laughs> people will pay for that yeah we have not monetized this shit correctly. I, I have, I have, I have lightly because I, because I, I have the Dojima futures. I have the ENS. I was like, do I just put it on there and be like, if you like, you could send stuff our way. Is I, it just in plain you know English? What? 
Dojima Futures. Dojima Futures. Yep. Send money there. What the fuck? Oh, are you doing? Hey. Oh, hey, if you hello. want more of this, send money to dojimafutures.eth. They appreciate your your support. I appreciate your support of them. If you want more people like me coming on to these two lovely people to hear from them, send them money. I, I probably won't immediately, but send them money. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we've ever plugged a money thing. And it, I love that it was not only so organic, but we didn't have to say it. And usually I ask people if they have any like final shout out or sentiment, but I think that we can all agree that that was it. And that's what Indy thinks about a lot is that you should probably give me and V money. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the primary thing on my mind usually. Oh, is whether, <laughs> is whether oh, people goodness. are not or are simping over you guys hard enough or not. <laughs> well, you know, as as a simp for you, you know, it's all just now a big simp chain. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what is a friendship but a circle jerk between people? <laughs> I mean, we talked about like the the DAOs and treasury governance, and they're all <laughs> filling each other's treasuries. We're just all filling each other's simp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stroking each other's egos. <laughs> IRL yeah. mutuals, and it's like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, jokes aside, though, if you do have any like last, you know, thing that you want to direct out there to the world, any, any thoughts, like, <clears throat> all the action, mission statement, anything like that. Uh, you can use this platform, as you said, of so many viewers to just. <laughs> um, what I would say, I guess, any kind of call to action that I would that I would broadly give people is to just like think of like what you'd imagine to be uh, a better world, and just work toward that. You know, stay stay positive, be kind to other people, be supportive of other people. Um, be there for your friends. You know, I know it's, it's not, it's probably not always fun to like try to be a pillar of support when, you know, dealing with emotions is hard. Um, it's worth it though. It's worth it to have, you know, the people that you care about in a better spot. Um, I would recommend that 10 out of 10 times. So just like, you know, just try to put good into the world and don't, and do it for like actual altruistic purposes, right? Don't, don't expect good back all the time you don't it's not like a uh don't go tit for tat with people just do shit just because and uh and fucking get some sunlight god damn it go outside what the fuck? <laughs> please we're begging you to please for the love of god go go outside we say this from please. we say this from the vr world like go, go. World, yeah, yeah. i've got a headset strapped to my way but when i take this off my my whole face is going to be red and i'm yep. going to have this imprint for the rest of the night but go outside don't listen don't be like me <laughs> <laughs> don't ever be like indy um, yeah, he's really well, not like me for for real. For he's real. not like me for not real for not real. Exactly for not for not. Um, well, as our usual closer, thank you again. Um, if anyone out there you like the show, please like, subscribe, leave us a review and a rating. A special shout out to Dunebug for leaving us a review and DMing me about it. Um, oh, cool. And now from now on, we might shout out people when they do that. So please review it. Um, and if you have a sh story that you want to share. Uh, please reach out to us because we'd love to help you share it. And everyone come on the podcast. Yeah. Come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. Come in the come in the orb. That was my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next time. Bye.